I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our Big Brother 21 postseason coverage. And I am extremely excited to uh, to be talking to the America's favorite player of the season. Uh, it's Nicole Anthony. How are you doing, Nicole? Hooray! I am doing very well. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's so good to talk to you. Oh, thank you. Likewise. Um, I, I know that this is, this is pretty much the interview that, that everybody really wanted to see the most, um, that they, they've been requesting the most. Where's Nicole? Get Nicole on. What, how come Nicole hasn't come on yet? Uh, so, uh, it's very, very good that you're here. Oh, uh, thank you so much. Yeah. Nicole's been going through a lot. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, t- t- tell me about that. You, you, you left the show. You're America's favorite player. You're, you know, you're getting interview requests left and right. You were on, uh, with, uh, with Andy Cohen and, uh, and like Henry Winkler is right there. Uh, like, um, how cool is that? Super, super cool. I am a huge fan of like the sixties and nostalgia. So meeting Henry Winkler was mind blowing to me, but, um, <laughs> It's a lot. You know, I've said all season, I'm just Nicole from Long Island. I'm just Nicole. I'm just a preschool aide. So it's a very, it's a very different life now (laughs) coming out of the BB house to be thrown into society. And all these people know me and all these people want a piece of me. And all these people want to talk to me, little old me from Long Island. Like it's very, it's a very odd situation. Yeah. How, how, how are you handling it? Are you, are you okay? I'm okay. I have. <laughs> okay. So I have my little agenda book where I write down everything and who I'm talking to and when, <laughs> because otherwise I lose track and I get freaked out. So yeah, I'm, I'm taking the teacher approach and being very organized about it. <laughs> That's very adorable. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, uh, what's it, what's it been like the fan response to, did, were you, did you expect this at all? Uh, no, I mean, I know you didn't. Um, but, but Cliff tried to tell you that it would happen. Yes. Cliff told me all the time. He was like, Nicole, you're going to be America's sweetheart. America's going to fall in love with you. They're going to find you so adorable and so funny. And I'm like, like, Oh, okay. Maybe some people will get my humor. I think I'm hilarious. So maybe some people will enjoy it, but I was not expecting the magnitude of it. Like 
I went and got a PO box and now I have an Instagram and I have a Twitter and I'm still learning about all these things, but they exist for these people that want to reach out to me. And I, it's weird. So weird. Do you think that uh, that this is like, are, are you going to become like an Instagram person now? Like, uh, are you are you ready for this? I am not ready. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not prepared. Like, you either remember, I was in a house. Well, actually, OK, so I basically lived under a rock prior to moving into the house. <laughs> like even even worse than living under a rock. And now here I am on the internet, you know, posting things and learning about DMs and learning about swipe up. And, you know, it's a lot. <laughs> do, do you have anyone to help you out? I, I recently joined Instagram as well. And, and Caitlin Herman was my Insta guru and she told me what to do. Do you have anybody like that helping you? Well, Holly helped me create my Instagram and then Jess Graff helped me create my Twitter. And then Rockstar has been helping me figure out what DMs are and how I locate them. Put <laughs> that out finally. <laughs> has anyone been sliding into them? Yes. I don't like it. First of all, I don't like that terminology. I don't like the term sliding into. It is creepy. <laughs> but yes, there are people that are direct messaging me. <laughs> <laughs> okay that's good that's good um all right let's uh let's let's rewind let's go back in time to the beginning of the game uh what what made you want to be on the show in the first place oh my gosh i have been watching the show since the end of season 10 fell in love with it just loved like the social experiment of it and like the fact that it's like a petri dish and these people are just like just living and you know i was a fan of it for a long time and then i remember the season with steve and he was like oh i was salutatorian in my class i was like oh my gosh that's like me like i relate to him and then in later seasons you know seeing paul's strategy and i fell in love with how he played the game and then i really started saying to myself i could do this i know i can do this you know as an educator and how I like assess the classroom, I know I can do it. So it was more like a challenge to myself that I knew I could do, but also I wanted like the experience of it and then meeting new people and just being thrown out of my comfort zone. Yeah. So you, so you just, you went for it. Did you, you made it on your first try? Second try. I Second try. video last year and didn't get a call back. And then I submitted a video this year and got the call back. And I was really excited. <laughs> there you go. Uh, so what, what was it like finding out that you're going to be on the show? Oh, man, <laughs> that that first call, I was at work looking up the toads native to Long Island because I, <laughs> I was looking it up for the preschoolers and I got the call and I'm like, this can't be happening. This is this is surreal. And weeks later, here I am walking into the house and it is the most phenomenal feeling. And it's so surreal. Even when you walk into the house, you're, you're still like, is this really happening? Like You don't. You don't feel like you're on your favorite show. You don't feel like you're even on a television show. You're just living in this amazing house. And wow, I love Big Brother. But is this Big Brother? Like, it's it's so weird. Were, were, were you, you know, worried at all? I, I feel like, and I've known some people that, that apply. and But then, like, when they do get a call back, they immediately are like, wait a minute. Do I really want this? Like, this is really terrifying. I was ready to go. I told my family, if I apply, I'm getting cast. And if I'm getting cast, I'm winning. Everything I do is 100%. So if I'm doing it, it's all the way to the end. So there I have go. the intention of getting cast. Nice. Uh, so you entered the game. What were, what just t j run me through like the experience walking in the house, meeting people. What, what, what was that like? What, what happened? Oh, man. So prior to walking into the house, I'm like, I got this. I've watched the show for so many years. 
I know how the social dynamics work. I know me. I know what I need to do. And then right before moving in, I was like, oh my gosh, there's going to be 15 other people in this house. It's not the Nicole show. Like I'm going to have to meet 15 people and interact with them and get to know them. And it's most likely not going to be people that I know their game from previous seasons. It's going to be new people. And I don't know if they're lying. So it's this feeling like you're so ready and you have so much adrenaline. And then you realize like, oh crap, like I need to, I need to get going game wise. Like I need to really figure out these people and how to navigate. Yeah. Uh, did you, did you uh, like connect with anybody immediately? You know, who, who did you sort of vibe with? Who did you maybe not vibe with? Um, I know like right away walking in, um, I vibed very well with Ovi. Me and him were laughing a lot. Um, when the other groups walked in, I saw Cliff and I'm like, that's my kind of person. I saw Jess. I'm like, that's my kind of person. Um, I was intimidated by a lot of the people. I'm not going to lie. Um, especially a lot of the ladies, you know, they came in in their beautiful dresses and their makeup and their hair. And I was like, oh, crap. <laughs> like, I know I'm more of a guy's girl, but I was like, ah, crap. Like, I don't I don't know how I'm going to fit in with them. And I was, like I said, intimidated. But then I very quickly connected with people like Kemi. And yeah, it's weird because you're like, you're so intimidated, but then you quickly connect with your people. Yeah. So pretty, pretty quickly, the camp director twist Mm -hmm. is announced uh, and there were volunteers for it. And you were actually a big part of the initial. uh, I guess that's a question I should ask. Have you you gone back and watched any of the season yet? No, I've only seen the finale. Okay. Uh, well, you, you were a big part of the, the sort of camp director vote, uh, in the edit in the first, uh, you know, couple of episodes where it showed that there were some people that were really going for Jess at first, but then it seemed like the tide turned. And part of that was with you. You had decided to flip over to vote for Jackson. Can you tell me what happened with the camp director vote? So with camp director, obviously the four of them stood up and I was like, okay, I need to assess, like, it's hard to explain, but like their character and how I think they're going to, how I think they're going to make their decision. Is it going to be purely game? Is it going to be emotional? Is it going to be personally? Oh, I don't like this person. And um, originally I was like, you know what? I'm going to go with Jess. You know, like I said, I connected with her right away when she walked in. And then I started kind of walking around and talking to people. And something about Mickey was very, I don't want to say similar to me, but almost like similar to me. Like I felt his passion and his fire to be there. And I, I felt as though he was going to make a very objective decision, which is more so what I wanted in the camp director. Yeah. So Jackson wins. He decides to banish uh, Cliff, Kemi, uh, uh, David and um, and Jess. And were you happy with that? Were you kind of surprised by it? What was your reaction to that? Um, I think it being night one, and this is so horrible to say, but it being night one, you just had this mentality of like, oh, thank God it wasn't me. Like, yeah. you know, like, like I said, I connected with Cliff. I connected with Kemi. I connected with Jess. But at the same time, it's night one. So I was like, thank gosh, it wasn't me. I don't want <laughs> Just like as long as that worked out. So it sounds selfish, but night one, I really wasn't concerned about other people, which comes out really mean, but <laughs> I, I think I think it comes out uh as as it should. <laughs> I think most people would be pretty pleased. Yeah. Um so uh so David is the one that leaves. Um, did, did you did you feel like any any way about that? It seemed like he was probably the one you had connected with the least from the four of them that, uh, that from what you've told me. Uh, so were you kind of happy that that was the outcome? 
Um, I would say, like, I view this game, like, completely objectively always. And from that standpoint, absolutely. I looked at the four of them and I said, of the four, David's going to be my biggest competition. I'm not a physical threat. I'm not going to be a comp beast. I can't do these physical type competitions. And I said, crap, of those four people, I think I'd have a better shot beating Jess or Cliff or Kemi down the line. David, I view him as a as a big physical threat. And I was like, okay, the biggest threat in my eyes went home. Yeah. So uh, so David leaves. Then it's the HOH competition. Uh, were, were you were you trying to win this one? Yes, of course. <laughs> yeah. I, I walked into the game saying I would never throw anything. And if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. So I got on that log and I said, Nicole, hold on for dear life. If you're meant to be the HOH, you'll be covered. <laughs> but you were not meant to be HOH. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, Christy was. A very long time. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so Christy wins. Did you, how did you feel about Christy winning this HOH? Oh, I was nervous because I remember... I fell and I was thinking, like, who's left? And I remember people saying, oh, and I didn't know the names at that point. So, oh, Christy and I think Holly and Sis and Tommy. And I'm like, okay, okay, I know who Tommy is. I remember speaking with him. Okay, I'm rooting for him right now. The three girls, I had no idea, no offense, which one was which, which one I'd spoken to. I was getting confused. So I'm like, I don't know where they stand. So when Christy won, I was like, oh, crap. Like, I don't really know where I stand with her. I'm going to have to have a conversation with her. Yeah. Uh, actually, the the very first bit of feeds that we got was an audio leak before the feeds officially came on. It was uh, we, there was no video, but it was just audio. And it was a conversation between you and Christy in the HOH room, I believe. Um, and it told us that Christy was the HOH and yeah. that she had probably nominated Cliff um, and Cat, and that Cat was the target, and that uh, and that this was somehow Cliff's second time on the block, and we were like, "How does that make sense?" Um, because it, he was banished, uh, and we were also like, it was detective work to try to figure out like somebody clearly is gone. Like there was a night one eviction for sure. Uh, is it? Is it Kemi? We were really worried it was Kemi um, because uh, there was something about like it, 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 it was some reason that we thought it might be a woman. And so it was like it's either Kemi or whoever the cis person is. Who's oh. who's that? Oh. <laughs> um, but it seemed like it seemed like you had made a decent enough connection with with Christy at this point. At that point. My goal going into the game and week by week by week was always make connections with everybody, whether they're HOH or they're nominees or they're camp comeback or they're Joe Schmoogly, who nobody's talking to that week. <laughs> always make connections with everybody. So I'm like, hey, this is out of my comfort zone, but I'm going to go approach this woman that just got HOH and hear her out and, you know, speak my mind. Yeah, Joe Schmoogly really had it out for you all season. I just don't know why. Damn it, Joe okay. <laughs> Um, so, so it was, it's, it's Cliff and Kat that end up on the block with Kat as the initial target. Uh, how, how did you feel about this? Um, again, like I know, like I said, I connected with Cliff, but it being week one, there's still that mentality of as long as it's not me, like I don't really <laughs> who the groups are in the house or who the sides are or who's aligned with whom. But as long as I'm not seen as, oh, we got to get this girl out week one. So I was okay with it. Um, I know a lot of us had thought, you know, because before it was actually a joke and funny, you know, Kat would walk around and say, are you got, you know, are you bitches conspiring against me? And I, I hope I speak for most of us when I say we didn't view it as a joke at first because she yeah. was <laughs> um, so a lot of us were like, this girl's really on edge. She's really paranoid. OK, it makes sense that she's the target. Worry about her right now. Yeah. 
unfortunately, though, the target shifted to Kemi, um, you know, and, and, and I think part of that was was Bella, you know, ratting her out to to, to some degree. And, and part of it was, uh, you know, like a, a joke she had made about cooking. Um, you know, I just. <laughs> I was I keep asking people why this happened and I feel like I still haven't gotten a concrete answer. Um but uh but the the target becomes Kemi and uh and that's not as good for you because you're you're close with Kemi. Um so uh even though the target's Kemi Sam has won the veto. He's going to theoretically use the veto, put Kemi on the block. But but Christie's freaking out um, because she's becoming very paranoid that people are, te- are, are, are you know, connecting her too much with Jack, that she wants him to be out in front of her, not her next right next to him. Uh, and she doesn't want to feel like she's doing his dirty work by targeting Kemi. She feels like she had a bond with Kemi. Um, and so there's a lot of you know, back and forth about this uh, until it ends up with you in the boat room with a bunch of other people, but she's like breaking down and you had a conversation with her about Kemi. And this actually is the turning point where she decides she's not going to backdoor Kemi. Did, were you aware of that at the time? Yeah. So, you know, I got her in the boat room and she's saying, you know, Oh, everybody wants Kemi up. Jack wants Kemi up. And I'm thinking, no, like I like Kemi. She's my ally. We don't want her on the block. This is no bueno. So when Chrissy starts crying and saying how angry she is at Jack for trying to run her game, I'm kind of pushing the subject. I'm like, yeah, Jack is doing that to you. That's no good. Maybe you should put Jack up. He shouldn't do that to you. You're an independent woman. (laughs) So, you know, I kind of like push that subject. And, you know, when she's like, I don't want to put Kemi up. I'm like, exactly. Then don't. You do what you want to do. You live your life. You play your game. And I was so happy that I was getting through to her and that she wouldn't put up Kemi. And then she puts up Obi. (laughs) Yeah. Damn it! <laughs> well, there, there. You, you at one point you said, "Oh, you know, Kemi just she loves you. She loves yes. you so much." And that really, uh, she was like, "Kemi loves me." <laughs> yeah, so it's that, in, yeah, it's in that moment that she decides she's not going to target Kemi. She's going to target Cat. Cat is the target, um, and she she went to uh, to Sam to tell him. Listen, Sam, I don't want you to use the veto. I want Kat to go. Um, but Sam really wanted to use the veto. He already promised Cliff that he was going to. And so he's like, I, I really want to use it, though. Cliff's a dad. I want to I want to take Cliff down. Um, but Christy was like, but I don't want to have to put up somebody else and then not send them home. And so uh, Sam was like, well, I don't. What about Ovi? We'll put Ovi up and just send him home. And Christy was like, oh, yeah, I hadn't thought of that. I, well, yeah, we can just send him home. That's that works. Damn. Now. Yeah. That was the thing that like never even crossed my mind. Like I was so it's early on in the game, you're not thinking of everything. I was so focused on protecting Kemi that I never voiced a backup plan. Like I should have said to Christy, don't worry about Kemi. You should, you know, and I did mention Jack, but I should have tried somebody that she wasn't as close to. And I was shocked as hell when it was Ovi. I was like, oh, no, I saved one of them. And now the other one's going up. I want them both here. (laughs) To be fair, at the time, if you had named somebody else, you probably would have just gotten yourself in trouble. This is true. This is valid. Yeah. Now we are going to take a quick break for our sponsors and we'll be right back. Step into the world of power, loyalty and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse with family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply 
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. And we're back. So let's get back to the show. Um, so Ovi ends up on the block. You did try to, uh, to pitch that, uh, that maybe Ovi would be good to, to keep. I, I think you, you went to Nick. You tried to pitch to him a little bit. You went to Jess. Um, but Jess, Jess was not on board. Uh, no, I, I'm trying to remember because Jess and Kat were always very, very close. Yes, I remember <laughs> this. And, um, a lot of people didn't know where Ovi stood. And Ovi's very smart. And who's he working with? And he's going to be a competitor down the line. And we can't trust him. And again, it's early on in the game. And my method was always just navigate, you know, test the waters, see what people say. If people are like, oh, Nicole, good idea, then push the subject. If they, if they start pulling back, don't push it because then you're just going to get yourself in trouble. Yes. And also, Ovi was a guy. And therefore, uh, not a potential uh, Black Widows ally. Um, That's another thing that that formed here at the end of this week. Uh, You, Kami, Bella, and Jess uh, formed the Black Widows Alliance. The (laughs) long-lasting. What were your thoughts at this moment? Oh, man. Okay, so deep soul, I was thinking, oh, dear Lord, (laughs) women's alliances don't work out. And like I said, I'm a guy's gal. I'm very I'm level headed. I'm calm. So I'm like, no, we can make this work. This is going to happen. This is going to be the season where it happens. And it didn't happen because within within a few hours, I had Jess approach me and say how much she hated Kemi and Bella. I had approach me and say how much she hated Bella and Jess. And I had Bella approach me and say how much she hated Kemi and Jess. So I was the only one all three of them liked, which was good for Nicole. But they all hated each other, which was bad. (laughs) Yeah, Um, (laughs) it's. It's, yeah, and you, you even you guys talked about like oh, we should, probably shouldn't tell Holly and Kat about it. They probably wouldn't be on board. We can't tell Christy because she'll tell Holly. Um, but then very quick, like the next day, Jess was like having a seminar on uh, women power. I know <laughs> to Holly and and Kat, who immediately went, mm, "No way, we need to get these women out." Yeah, so I don't. I, I don't know. I don't know what was happening. We created this girls' alliance, so that turns into oh, yes, all girls. No, no. No, no, there's no need to include everybody. Let's keep it small and secret. Um, emphasis on the secret. Um, but yeah, and then, and then Bella went and blew it up. And I just I just got on my bike and I backpedaled. That's what I did. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so eventually Ovi is going to be evicted this week. Uh, overall, though, you did uh, you did form a lot of pretty decent individual connections, even though you weren't included in a, any big alliances apart from perhaps uh, Black Widows, but that is going to uh, end pretty soon. Um, but you also, uh, one of the first things we saw on the feeds, the first day of the feeds, was Cliff doing some Cliff Notes, uh, which he did often. And he mentioned that he had an alliance with you um, that was formed very early on and that he hoped that it would pan out. Yes. See, I, I never even bring this up because with Cliff, it was just like it was never a question. It was never a thought. It was like, yep, I got you. You got me till the end. Let's do this. Like it, it was just so like natural. There you go. Um, so uh, were, were you targeting anybody at this point? Uh, like were you, you were trying to hopefully get anybody out? 
Um, I mean, for me personally, if I had one like HOH or if someone said, hey, Nicole, if you tell me what to do, I'll do it. My focus was on, you know, Jack and Mickey or Jack and Sis or Mickey and Holly or maybe even Holly and Sis. Like I knew that they were duos. I knew they were strong duo duos. And again, myself as a competitor, I'm not this big physical threat. So I was like, this Mickey Jack dynamic is not a good one. Yeah. Uh, Well, Jack is going to win the next HOH. Yeah. Um, but also uh, Camp Comeback is going to be announced. Ovi is actually not leaving the building and uh, and David is coming back in. What were your what was your reaction to the Camp Comeback twist? It's funny because it being so early on in the game, there's no sense of like, oh, come on, the game should be moving. Get people out of the house. There's just this mentality of like, oh, well, for me anyway. Oh, we all love each other. We're all friends. So I was like, yay. Ovi's still in the game. I still get to talk to him. And David gets to come back and I get to, you know, meet him and really talk to him. And then I'm like, wait, you know, Camp Comeback. There's two people in it that I, you know, I obviously bonded with David as time went on. So I'm like, oh, there's two people that I get along with. And then Kemi would join. And I'm like, that's three people. So Camp Comeback to me was phenomenal because I, I wanted all of them to come back. <laughs> Were, were you concerned at all? Because when when it was announced uh, for, for me, my, my first thought was like, this is terrible for anybody that's not in the majority because it really discourages the majority from turning on each other because you're not actually going to get that person out and they can then rat you out in camp comeback. Uh, and pretty immediately after Jack wins HOH, he wanted to uh, to put up uh, Nick. He wanted to backdoor Nick. That was his goal. But Jackson was like, mm, we can't do that. Camp comeback. He'll he'll stay. He'll come back. He'll rat us out like can't do it. And so ultimately it falls on uh, Jess and Kemi. Oh, man. I didn't even think of that. That's a very good point. I remember having conversations with like, you know, Nick and Sam in the boat room and we would, we would bring up like, oh, what if you got rid of Jack this week or what if you got rid of Mickey? I remember talking about Jack specifically. And they even said, no, no, because of camp comeback, he'll fight his way back. It's not a good idea. So that is a very valid point. I think it did influence a lot of people to go after the smaller fish that they didn't have to worry about coming back. Yeah, and we'll we'll talk about it uh, when we get to next week. But uh, Nick cited it as one of the main reasons he did not go along with what you were saying when he was HOH and uh, going after Jack and Jackson was he was worried about camp comeback. Um, but uh, but Ovi staying in the game, and so now uh, it kind of falls to you to explain to him that maybe some of the people he trusted were not exactly trustworthy. Oh, man. One of the most difficult conversations was knowing that, you know, Jack was not going to keep Ovi and Tommy was not going to keep Ovi. And Ovi would come to me and say, I got them, too. I just need you and Cliff. And me and Cliff would talk. Like We had one conversation in the storage room like it's not these people are not with him. They're not helping him. It's not going to happen. We have to break it to him. So, yeah, like I had a couple of conversations with Ovi where I'm like, they don't have your best interest. They didn't keep you. Obviously, they didn't want to keep you. They're not on your side. Yeah. Did you did have you learned since that, that Ovi had actually gone to Jack and Jackson and told them about his power? No, I did learn about it after the fact. After the yeah. fact. Um, and then they, of course, ran it to, to Tommy and Christy, who were uh, <laughs> the real <laughs> the real power behind the throne at the time. Um, house. We finally learned who the house is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so uh, so so you talked you you really going to are going to bond with Ovi and Cliff over the course of this week. Obviously, you're going to spend a lot of time with Kemi as well as she's on the block and will eventually be sent home. But uh, this is around the time that uh, the Fellowship of the Zing comes together. 
Uh, affectionately known to Christy and the rest of the house for a very long time is just zing. Yeah. <laughs> so how can I word it? I was very close with Ovi and obviously Ovi was in camp comeback. And then we were both close with Cliff. So I remember one day we were just sitting in the kitchen and the name just like it just happened. And I love them too so much. And I was so happy. I remember thinking like this would be great if me and Cliff can both keep safe and then Obi comes back into the game. We got this. All three of us. Almost. (laughs) Um, So uh, it's it's also around this time that uh, the Black Widow's short short lived uh is going to be exposed because uh you know the, the holly and, and christy had already sort of known a little bit about it they had told jackson a little bit about it and then uh they were worried that jess was trying to form a women's thing or at least or maybe had formed a women's thing and then uh, they questioned bella about it and bella just immediately uh almost almost even before being asked is going to just say yeah there's a black, black widows it was uh me nicole uh kemi and jess and I mean, to be honest, I wasn't really ever a part of it to be clear. Uh, but, uh, but I was just, you know, doing that, doing that thing. And, and, you know, it's, it's totally not, not me. That's, it's not my fault. Don't, don't blame me. Gosh. Oh, I'm not surprised whatsoever. I knew it was going to implode on itself. Like I said, when they all said how much they disliked each other, um, hoping the repercussions of it wouldn't hit me first. Like if people were that mad, hopefully they would go after Bella or Jess or Kemi or me. And that's why when people ask me about it, I would say, are you kidding me? Bella's the one that formed it. And people be like, who named it? I'm like, well, I can't remember. It was either Bella or Jess, but I was folding laundry and Kemi was in the DR. Like my main priority was keeping me and Kemi off people's radar. Yeah, I, I remember. <laughs> well, because Bella rats out the Black Widows and then the like the first thing she does is go downstairs and rats herself out to you. And she says, Nicole, Nicole, I told them about the Black Widow, but um, I didn't I didn't tell them about you. I just said it was all of us, but not to go after you because you're not the main concern here. And I'm like, Bella, why? I didn't protect you, Nicole. I did it to protect you this way. Kemi and Jess go under the bus, but me and you were sitting. And I'm like, I'm standing there going, this girl is bonkos. There's no way she told them about this alliance to protect me. What the hell is going on right now? (laughs) Do you have any thoughts on Bella's strategy overall? It it seemed like a lot of it was to uh, I I think we called her like uh, like a sieve. Like she just information would come in and it would just go straight straight out. And okay, I can't pick on that because you know I told the truth. You you were guilty of that at times as well. (laughs) Yeah, that that was my thing. I told a lot of people a lot of things. So I'm not faulting her for that. It was more so the timing of it and the almost like the erraticism of it. Like she would just she wouldn't think about it before she did it. She would just do it and say it and then not think about the the consequences or how it could be perceived or how it would unfold. Mm hmm. Yeah. And it's around this time that it seems like you you start to kind of back away slowly from the Black Widows and you're hanging out more with Ovi and Cliff. So I realize um, I'm not in a good situation. So I jump back on my bike and I backpedal to Ovi and Cliff. 
Um, you, you had a lot of conversations with them about, uh, and you'd, you'd love to hang out with them, like up near uh, the backgammon and stuff, um, and chat about like uh, there's a there's a there's a majority in the house, and we need to break it up. Uh, how are we going to do that? You know, Jess and Bella are are going at it right now because Jess is pissed that Bella ratted them out, um, and uh, you know how can we get them to continue to be mad at Bella so that that you know Bella takes the fall and that maybe this majority breaks up. So I think this is part of what a lot of people missed in the early part of the season is how uh, aware you were of a majority and how much you were trying to actively work against it at this point. It's funny to me. I don't like they were just so apparent. I don't know if they were just bad at keeping a secret or if I'm just very perceptive or both. But it was very evident to me that there was this big group of most likely eight, you know, four pairs. And they hung out together and they were always talking and they'd go off in the freaking target room together all the time. And it's kind of like we see you or at least I see you like I'm not an idiot. So my main thing was, you know, take the chisel and just, you know, tap it and make these little fissures here and there and here and there and just hope that it would crack. Yeah. Um, so uh, unfortunately, though, you know, Kemi is going to be on the block and it seems like Kemi is going to be in trouble. You did plot with her a little bit. Uh, you did some some digging with uh, with Holly and Jackson in particular. And it, feel, it felt like this was around the time you started to make a connection with Holly in particular. Is that is that what you remember? Um, I remember of the four duos, as much as I, I'll admit, like I wanted to work with Nick and Sam and in turn Bella so badly because I thought the three of us, if not the four of us, could navigate the game. And when things started to implode with the Black Widows and Bella was telling everybody everything and Nick was upset because I wasn't telling him all these things, I started to go crap of this big group of eight, which duo is like me? Which duo seems the most constant and the most level-headed? And I remember looking at all of them and saying, that's Mickey and Holly. They're going to make it very far in this game. They're constant. They, they're they level-headed. They think things through. And I knew of the duos, I was going to gravitate toward them. Yes, and it's also around this time that, that Nick is is sort of making a play with you in terms of uh, you know kind of putting names into your mouth, Holly and Cat, um, and the interrogation scene. Um, <laughs> so you're kind of put in the middle between Nick and Holly. Yep, and that was so frustrating because as much as I was thinking, okay, if I win HOH, it'll be Jack and Mickey, or it'll be Jack and Sis, or it'll be Holly and Sis, or it'll be Holly and Mickey. And like I said, I was gravitating more toward Holly and Mickey. So I would have probably nominated like Jack and Sis, but I don't want people knowing that. Why would I walk around saying I'm not HOH? I am not a comp beast, but hey, big threats. I am coming after you. I wouldn't do that. So it was very frustrating to sit in the boat room with somebody who I did connect with on a, like a personal level and wanted to work with in the game because I saw a lot of similarities between myself and Nick and to have him interrogate me. I was sitting there like, oh, dude, like we're not doing this right now. Come on. You're smarter than this. Please don't put me in this situation and piss me off and force me to do damage control and force me to use your name to these people that you're talking about. Yeah, Nick was really funny about it too. He, he like he was really proud of like how smooth he was in the conversation with you and how like he totally got you to say names without ever seeming suspicious so that uh like he was planting ideas in your head like he was uh you know through the guys from Inception. No, no. <laughs> Nick super suspicious, not <laughs> And hell, if I did that to somebody, I could do that, too. I could say to you right now, oh, you're going to put up Mickey and Holly. And if you just go, no, I go, oh, I knew it. 
Nicole, you're making me feel very interrogated right now. I really don't appreciate it. <laughs> well done. <laughs> um, so uh, it's also at this time that uh, cliff notes are going to be exposed uh, in the first of many eavesdropping uh, uh, scenarios this season. Um, Christy is going to overhear Cliff talk about the Fellowship of the Zing, which she thinks is just called Zing. Um and uh, and as well as his plans, the fact that he sees, you know, that there are a lot of couples in the house and he sees Christy and Tommy as a couple, which I'm sure freaked her out a bit at the time. Um, and she immediately runs it back to the rest of Grateful um, and Cliff, who had been in a great spot with Grateful in terms of uh, like we're, we'll keep Cliff for last, um, is now at the top of the target list. And actually, in some ways, this helped you out because you kind of moved down a spot on their target list um, and they started to approach you even more and that's you know Holly's talking to you more Nick is talking to you more even Jack started approaching you a little bit more like uh, man this Nicole we need to work with her a little more damn straight you do (laughs) (laughs) uh, all all of them talked about how much they loved you at this point oh wow yeah thanks South very quickly (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they did. They did. Um, <laughs> by the end of the week, a little bit. <laughs> because Sam makes a last minute play to try and save Kemi. Um, Sam wants to keep Kemi around. Uh, yep. He has been informed at this point that there is an eight and they're called Grateful. And he was told by Bella, uh, who, of course, is what? telling people things. Um, and then uh, and then Jack messed up in front of him in the storage room and said, I'm going to do its best for Grateful. <laughs> which is a pretty good moment. Um, so, uh, so he's like, well, we need to keep people like Kemi then. Like I, I have a good relationship with Kemi. Let's keep Kemi around. He talks to you. Uh, he asks you to get cliff on board and you did. Um, but this is, uh, and, and you, you and cliff and Ovi were excited about this. This is great. Um, this would be, this would be great. But, uh, then Nick comes to you and says, it's not happening. Of course. <laughs> See, okay. So I remember so well, I was like laying in my bed and Sam came up to me and was like, of the two, who's the better option to keep, Jess or Kemi? And I was like, Kemi. And that's nothing against Jess, but at that point in the game, I was closer to Kemi. And for my personal game, I felt as though Kemi was less emotional and was less, like, had specific targets and her generalization was not male targets. You know what I mean? Um, so I'm like, yeah, Kemi. And we, you know, me and Sam agreed on it and Cliff was on board and always oh, like, this is great. And it, it was so frustrating for me because obviously I wanted Kemi to stay and I thought we were all on board. I'm like, this is great. No offense. We'll get out Jess. And then Nick is suddenly like, oh yeah, this doesn't make sense. We can't do it with all the numbers. And I'm sitting there in the back of my head going, I'm not this stupid. I know we have the numbers. It's just not what the house wants. And at that point, little old Nicole can't go against the house. Yeah. Uh, and and you, you might have had the numbers. You know, Kat, unfortunately, was not on board at that point. Um, and, and Holly and Sis were also uh, saying, mm-mm. Oh, can't okay. do this. Um, but there were some people that were considering it. Uh, and but although Nick will later say that he was faking his consideration, that he was never in, never going to do it. Um, I'm not sure how true that is, but, uh, you know, <laughs> who knows? Um, Sam is also going to tell you about an eight. And he, I think, told yeah. you about the Jack messing up in front of him. 
Yes. Um, I remember Sam sitting me down and saying, you know, there's a big group in the house. I'm like, yeah. He's like, the eight of them are working together. And I was like, yeah, that makes sense. He goes, no, they actually have a name. They're called Grateful. And they messed up in the room and said eight. So they did damage control and said, with you, Sam, we're undeniable or whatever the hell. Um, and Sam's like, Nicole, I'm like the honorary number nine. This is not good. So that just obviously solidified for me that there is this humongous group of eight that thinks they're going to plow through the game. And at this point, they were. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's at this point. Uh, so after the, the potential vote flip, um, Christy had noticed that you were kind of running around uh, like a, uh, like with this vote flip. And that's when she was like, hmm, Nicole's being a little suspicious. Uh- <laughs> I always said this in the DR. The thing that pissed me off the most was, and this is no offense, they all know I love them, but in the game, they, the eight, were allowed to play their game. They were allowed to talk to anybody, strategize with anybody, make alliances, make deals. They could flip votes if they wanted to. But if any of the others were being sketchy in that way, it was a problem. I, little old Nicole was not allowed to play her game. How dare she? Like, and that was so frustrating. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so Kemi is going to be evicted, but before she goes, she makes a big speech against Bella and Nick. And of course, she's not actually going to leave. Um, yes. And you were a part of that. So, like, I don't think like my castmates know that because I was, but, but Kemi's like, this is what I'm saying. I'm going to say they're a two headed snake. I'm going to say that, you know, that, that, you know, nobody likes and they're all going after each other. And I'm sitting there going, yes, no offense, but Kemi's being evicted. So she's already going to have the blood on her hands. You know, if she's walking out the door, it won't affect me. But I'm like, go ahead, say these things, piss off Nick and Bella and get the other six to be like, wait, what's going on? And I'm like, this will work out great. And then nobody will think Nicole was a part of it. And they'll all just attack each other. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that was the the goal was to hopefully make Nick and Bella look even sketchier to the rest of the big group. Um, And uh, it did certainly piss Nick and Bella off. They got into uh, uh, Bella and and Cammy got into a confrontation. Um, And then uh, then unfortunately, Nick is going to be the one that wins HOH. Uh, And in a way, this causes the plan to backfire a little bit because he's feeling very insecure about his position and uh, in response kind of runs back to Grateful um, and, of course, still very hesitant to really betray them in in any way because can't come back. Um, Another part of what happened with the Kemi... Oh, sorry, go ahead. And that's what stunk because all six of these people wanted to go after Nick and Bella. We're all mad at Nick and Bella. Nick and Bella are a two-headed snake. Let's go after them. And of course, serendipitous, Nick wins HOH. And of course, it's a game, rightfully so. All these people go, oh, we're still an eight. We love you so much. Mm. And I'm crap. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Now we are going to take a quick break for our sponsors and we'll be right back. And we're back. So let's get back to the show. But also with the Kemi vote, there was a rogue vote cast. Oh, my gosh. That moment when Julie says by a vote of 10 to 1, I legit in my head said I'm fucked. Every 
think it's me. I even think it's me. Like, I know exactly. Not that I'm like the great Nicole that would be pinned, you know, it would be pinned on, but I'm aware of the dynamics of the house. And I'm like, this is going to be pinned on me. Great. This is great. So good. <laughs> well, that was the plan uh, from Jackson. He uh, he said basically in the diary room, like, yeah, this is trying to blame it on someone like Nicole. Yeah. Um, and but pretty quickly, people believed that it wasn't you. And uh, in most uh, of Jackson's own alliance, we're like, it's probably Jackson. <laughs> yeah, because he did sketchy things. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, so you talk with Cliff about this information about there being an eight person alliance, um, that, uh, you need to hopefully keep, you know, pulling them apart. You also had a great talk to the cameras. Um, I think this is one of the, like, it was, it, it was right around this time that I remember being like, I really like this girl. <laughs> like, um, this is cool. Uh, you were talking to the cameras you're like, oh, I wish I had seen this eight sooner. Um, like, I hope I haven't, you know, screwed myself. Uh, you know, I, I watch this show and I'm always like, oh, you guys, why can't you see it's right in front of you? But I, I got I got wrapped up in it, too. And now I've, you know, caught myself in the middle of Nick and Holly. And ah, that's what's so crazy. Like you're in your head like, OK, I mean, with the exception of Black Widows, I'm like, I'm not really in a big alliance. But come on, if I'm not in an alliance. Other people are probably struggling as well. And they're all so close and they seem like they're together in a group, but I'm okay. I'm okay. And then when it's solidified, you, oh, you just had this realization like, oh my God, like obvious, it's obvious I was right. Obviously it's solidified. I'm an idiot. I'm on the outs. Oh, it's a, it's a horrifying feeling. Yeah. And you, you talked about like, uh, hopefully I can position myself to start like stabbing people in the back later. <laughs> That was my plan. Like, just position myself right in the middle where they would all just shoot at each other all season and I would just skeet on through. That was the plan. Yeah. And so so pretty soon after that, you have a, a conversation with Holly and it was really this like this one, two conversation, uh, one, two punch. Like, um, I really enjoyed this conversation you had with Holly where you approached her and you talked to her about like feeling on the outs and feeling like yes. awkward um, and you felt really good about Holly and Jackson and you feel like you've opened up to other people on a personal level. And now you feel like you regret it because you feel like they're using you. Uh, and Holly was like, uh, yeah, Nick, that guy. Yeah. So part of it was, yes, I was very insecure. I was trying on my little life raft to find an island to, you know, to land on. So that was that was true. That was valid. But I knew if I came to people with that insecurity and opened up about it, that hopefully someone like Holly would, you know, take me under her wing and be like, oh, man, I feel bad for this girl. She is on the outs, but she could be a number like, yeah, they're a group of eight, but they're pairs. So if one pair were to say, hey, we could have Nicole as like, you know, our number three, that would be tremendous. So Holly brings up like, yeah, you know, Nick and this and that. And I'm like, yeah, woo, he's so bad. He's <laughs> he's a liar. He's a snake. You know what he said about you? And this is where Nicole got herself into a little bit of trouble because I told the truth. But I told the truth to too many people in the hopes that one of them would take a strike at each other and not realizing you idiot they're going to compare notes yeah well so yeah i mean you you were you were in between holly and nick and you first went to holly you got some information from her you also told her some things but then by the time the nominations came you had also been talking to nick and bella and this is when the uh the big 
the big moment is going to happen. Um, can you run me through? Uh, because this like a, a, a decent amount of this didn't happen on the feeds because the feeds had already cut for the nominations. So when the feeds came back, it was like, what is happening? Um, can you run me through what what happened uh, right before the nomination ceremony? OK, so like I said, so I know there's this group and I have spoken to Chrissy and Tommy at one point. I've spoken to Jack and Sis out by the pool table at one point. I've spoken to Holly and Mickey, especially Holly. And like I said, I'm not like lying when I say I'll be honest about it. I wanted to work with Nick and Sam and in turn Bella. So I'm sitting there going, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. What's going to happen? Noms are about to happen. Something's got to give. Something's got to break in this eight. And I say to myself, he, you know, Jack and Mickey walk by and they give me like this weird look and they go into the target room and people are acting weird. I'm a very good read of the room. I'm very good like with my gut instinct. I'm like, something's not right. So I go upstairs and I go, this is it. I'm taking my wagon and I'm hitching it to the Nick Main. This is what has to happen right now. They're in power. They're the couple that I'm picking. And stupidly of me, instead of, you know, Nick was out in the hallway talking to Jess, who I found out she was trying to pitch for me to go up. But instead of pulling Nick to the side, who was the HOH and I connected with more so and saying, Nick, let's have a conversation. I instead said, oh, he's busy. I'll just talk to the co-HOH, Bella. And that's where I got myself into trouble because Bella is so emotional and reactionary. Um, I went in there. I'm like, you know, I just don't feel right. Something's giving me a weird vibe. I know I trust you guys, but I don't know. I feel odd. And Bella's like, yeah, Jack and Mickey were just up here saying that Nick should put you up and, you know, Nick's going to do it. And I'm like, I knew it. I knew they were going to do that. So me and Bella have like this, like opening up of everything. So Bella tells me Jack and Mickey are coming after me and they want Nick to put me up. I tell Bella that I don't have the secret power that everybody thinks I have. And I'm like, Bella, I can't believe Jack and Mickey are telling you to put up me. They want to put up you. That was the whole plan this week to for one of them to an HOH and put up you and Nick next to each other. This is insane. And Bella, of course, rightfully so reacts. Nick walks in the room. Bella goes, Nicole, tell him what you just told me. I turn to Nick and I say, listen, you're not with these people. Their plan was to win HOH, put up you and Bella and get you out, Nick. I'm sorry. It was that was the plan. He's like, who? I'm like, Jack and Mickey, especially, but it's everybody. And at that moment, it's time to go make noms. And Nick leaves the room. And I am just praying that he doesn't take their advice and put me up, but that hopefully he takes my advice and puts them up. And if he doesn't, how is this going to play out? Is he going to tell them, hey, Nicole told me you wanted me up? Like, I, So at that moment, Nick goes off to make noms and I'm going, OK, he'll take my advice. He'll be smart. He'll put up these huge threats. Let's see what happens. And boy, yeah. happened. <laughs> Well, I, like I said, he he claims he claimed in the diary room. He claimed afterward that he came really close to going through with that. I asked him in the backyard and he said camp comeback was pretty much the main reason why he said I need I can't take that risk. I need to have talked to them at least first. Like uh, like I just can't do it. So he goes through with what he had planned to do, which was Cliff and uh, and, and Jess, I believe at the time. Um and uh, and he had he, he wasn't going to put you up. He, he had said, like, uh, I, I, I love that little little bean, um, you know, uh, so I'm not I'm not putting her up. I love that girl. Um, but uh, but right after the nomination ceremony, the feeds come back. Uh, Tommy is questioning Bella because he's like, what's what's going on, Bella? Like uh, and she's she's like, what's going on, Tommy? Um, and Tommy is going to drag it out of Bella that you told her all of these things about Jack and Jackson and everything there. And so, of course, this uh, this is going to escalate yeah. into uh, un undeniable the the big the big thing. Um, have you watched any of this back? No, I've not. I, I've been told it's very bad, but mm -hmm. I've not any of it. I've been. Avoiding. Yes. 
I know, I know you're a horror movie fan. Uh oh. Um, <laughs> not that bad. <laughs> no, it just Midsummer was a great horror movie that came out over the summer. You okay. should see it. Um, I saw it around this time, and I made the joke that uh, the uh, the undeniable blow up was the more disturbing thing that I'd watched. Uh, wow. It it got it was just it was very like very groupthink, very like mob mentality. Like they just really riled themselves up, and I'm sure you you heard some of it um, from from downstairs uh, in terms of like the yelling. Um, but uh, but it really just it, it escalated because you were the scapegoat, and it was a complicated situation because you were trying to break them up, but yeah. you were using truths. So it yeah. was it was like uh, it was like not one thing or the other. It was a little mixture of both. But they were trying to be like, oh, she's trying to break us up and she's lying about all this stuff. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, go ahead. To go back a little bit. At that nomination ceremony, when Nick didn't put me up, I'm like, okay, okay. I figured he wouldn't, but you know, Jack and Mickey were talking to him. I'm probably the replacement nom. And you know, regardless, I still thought sketchy things were happening. And the weirdest moment for me was right after noms. Um, I was in the boat room actually with Jack, and we were this before the big flaw, like right before it. And me and Jack are talking, and Jack goes, "You know, Nicole, I think it's just important that you really enjoy the time you have left in this house." And I remember being like, what the hell? And I got up and he's like, what's your problem? And I was like, and I'm like, no, I'm like, what the hell is that? Like a kiss of death? Why would you say that to me? <laughs> so I got up and I'm thinking I am the replacement nom. This is going to happen. So I get up to leave the boat room. And that's when I think it was Cliff or somebody that came downstairs and said, oh, my God, they are fighting upstairs. It's happening. And I was like, this is great. This is good. This is exactly what I wanted to happen. And being big brother, you enter a room when people fight. You want to know what it's about. So I go to walk up there and I get turned away. And I was very, 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 very angry. Um, and I remember walking in to, like into the living room by Cliff. And he's like, Nicole, you did it. You did. We did what we said we're going to do. We're going to break them up. Because I hear them fighting. And I'm like, this is great. It's happening. They're all going to flip out on each other. And one of the scariest moments of my life is hearing them shift from screaming to more, like you said, like a mob mentality, like laughing and you could hear them like high-fiving and, and chest bumping and yeah, yeah. And I turned to Cliff and I went, oh no, this is going south. It's about me. It's it's happening. It's going south very quickly. And it, it was very, I didn't hear any of the specific things that were said, but I knew the, the air when they came out of the room and, you know, Jack was singing Another One Bites the Dust, which would come back to bite him weeks later when we got him out, just putting it out there. Um, <laughs> And him and Nick, you know, are jumping in the air, like chest bumping and stuff. And I remember thinking, wow, they're not even going to let me say my piece. They're not because I would have buried them. I'm from New York. Best believe I would have said my piece. Yes, I would have gotten emotional, but I would have said my piece. And I was like, wow, there's eight of them. I'm outnumbered. They're not even going to give me the time of day. And by the oh, grace, Nicole, they were they were protecting you. They, it was for your benefit that they were keeping you out. I know the eight of them are such tremendous people. <laughs> And I respect them for what they did that day because they are such great people. Wow. They are grateful. They are grateful. <laughs> but by the grace of God, I was called into the DR because obviously I was upset. And I found out later that they were planning on freaking out on me in the kitchen and eight against one. Come on now. Yeah. 
uh yeah they were they were really like they were really riling themselves up like because it, the truths were being exposed on both sides and uh and i think you know in the moment uh you know i talked to tommy he was like yeah it felt like we had discovered the enemy that was you know that was you know d- splitting us apart um and they they were they were like she she's a vanessa russo she's she's okay. a dan geesling she's she's a mastermind uh, she, i'm flattered she, she's uh and 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 really just like got into things that you you later found out in terms of like thinking that you had lied about your anxiety and about your uh you know your grandmother and like all of these things um that they just like they kept piling and piling um and uh and then so of course you know you find out that it's about you and then it gets into the like sort of uh confrontations that are mediated by tommy um i'm sorry we are grown ass adults the most infuriating thing in this world is when i come out of the dr Finally, you know, I hear them having their stupid gratitude circle and they're being loud and they're being obnoxious and Nicole's not there. Who gives a crap? Nicole's not there. We don't like her anymore. Okay, whatever. Enjoy. So I come out and they're all acting funny in the kitchen. And I remember turning to Tommy and I said to myself, he's from New York. He's gay. He he probably knows what it's like to be bullied. That's an assumption that I made. And I'm like, hey, can we talk? And he was like, not now, Nicole. I don't want to talk to you. And I'm like, crap. Even he doesn't want to talk to me. And I I connected with him like early on in the game. So I'm like, crap. So yes, what really pissed me off was moving forward from that. I'm an adult and these people are adults. I would like to talk to them. If we want to talk as a group, go right ahead. You want to talk to me two on one? That's fine. But this whole mediator crap, I don't know who started it or who thought it was a thing to do, but like, I just think it was the stupidest thing ever and very disrespectful. Yeah. Uh, you also had a conversation with Kat uh, briefly after the big thing where uh, you talked about how you were both uh, outsiders and that you, you know, the outsiders needed to band together. Um, and uh, I think it was maybe that comment. Uh, she was definitely very upset about that. She was I'm not an outsider. She's she for the for like the rest of the you know for the next couple of weeks she's gonna be like how dare she call me an outsider? Uh, yeah. Oops. I mean, she was like. You know, I never said anything to people out of like, "Hey, I'm gonna hurt your feelings. You're an outsider." No, like I'm telling you the fact. Like you're outside this group, just like I am. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so so Tommy mediates some some confrontations, which is really just uh, at first Bella yelling at you um, and then not allowing you to respond. That was a conversation, according to Bella. <laughs> I went up to her because I'm a grown ass woman and I said, hey, let's hash it out. And she said, not now, Nicole. I'm not talking to you. And then she appears in the RV. I'm ready to talk to you. I'm like, OK, fine, let's go. And she sits down. And I'm willing to like in my brain. And I said this, a conversation between two educated adults is you hear each other out, whether you agree. Are you calling me not educated? (laughs) That's not what I meant. Like, oh, my gosh. Like, I just meant like you hear each other out and you wait and you listen and then you respond and you you give claims and you give counterclaims. That's what we learn in school. And I'm sitting there like, okay, I'll let you say your piece, even if it is lies, um, even if it's not the truth, even if she thinks it's the truth, but it's not, I'll let her say her piece. And I said, okay, okay uh, all right, okay, can I say what I'm going to say now? No, I'm done, whatever, you're making me upset, I'm leaving. How is that a conversation? I have no freaking idea. To which I look at Tommy, and he does nothing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Bella leaves, and she goes to the other people, and she's like, I handled that so well. I was so mature in the conversation. And then Tommy comes out and he's like, 
Bella, you handled that so well. Oh my god. Oh no, I didn't have a talk with both of them. I think Tommy was lying at that point. I think at that point he was like, I know Bella's the 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 baddie here. Um but still. Well, just for the record, I'm saying all these things because this is in the context of the game, but now mm-hmm. they're out of it. Like I love the wall so much, that's why I can laugh about it, like with Tommy, with Bella. Yes. Oh, yes. Good. Good. Good to know. Um, uh, so, so th- this co- this continues um, with you know the the back and forth. Uh, you eventually come back into uh, and, and so it's this. Tommy and Chrissy agree at this point. Like, pretty sure it's Nicole. Nicole's right. Like she was right about what she was saying about us. I mean, uh, so she's probably right about what she was saying about them. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> um. So, uh, oh, and, and oh man, I forgot to, uh, Bella was like, oh man, I can't wait for America to just eviscerate Nicole. Just, oh my God. I hate her. I, to be completely honest though, in that situation, I had that moment where I was like, I, you know, I mean, it's my insecurities or whatever, but I was like, is it me? Like, did I, did I do something wrong? Like, did I do something horrible? No offense. Like, I'm like, oh my God, Nicole, you're in this house with only so many people and more than half of them are mad at you. Oh God. Like, and you know, you start to really like run through everything. And you're like, did I do something wrong? It's, uh, it was a very bad. I had a very bad week. <laughs> it's a very bad mm. Yeah. So, uh, so then, then you, you, you round two with Bella. You try to apologize to her. She says she doesn't uh, accept it. She says uh, she's very disappointed in you. Why do you sound so defensive? Um, but and then you, you finally, you finally snap on her. And this was, this was like the best. I loved this so much because your version of like snapping on somebody, like typically in Big Brother, when it's like, oh, here we go, it's un- un- unleashed. It's like screaming matches and like insult. But you were just so like calm and respectful. But it was clear that like this was your breaking point. Um, and you say, you know what, Bella, it's it's you. It's, you're the problem. <laughs> you- I just couldn't take it anymore. And maybe I always say maybe a couple of years ago, Nicole, I would have started screaming, but it's just not worth it in life. When you scream, you just you, you get nowhere. You have to say your piece as a civilized adult. And oh, I just remember being like, it's going to happen. I'm going to. Oh, gosh, it's happening. And I just let it. And I was like, it is you. I'm sorry. Everybody in this fucking house knows it. It's you. I'm so mad. <laughs> Yes. And and really that it was that moment that really solidified it, I think, for the rest of the six shooters at this point that uh, that you were telling the truth. And not only that, but they also believed that you didn't do this intentionally, that it was it was just you looking for a place to land. You just accidentally happened to expose things that maybe split them apart. Yeah. And that's the thing. It was kind of like 60, 40. Like I did obviously want to land somewhere and I'm like, I want them broken up because it's a game. But when they break up, where is Nicole going to land? So it was kind of 60, 40. But when I spoke to people, I emphasized the I'm on an island. I need somebody to land with. I'm not going to tell them like, ha I wanted you broken up. <laughs> so I had to emphasize the one side of it. Yeah. And so weirdly, after a couple of days of like uh, intense scrutiny, you come away completely clean um, and with your goal accomplished uh, in that they are now fully against each other. There's a blind side in the works and uh, and nobody blames you anymore. Yes, but I didn't know this. No, you didn't. (laughs) Um, 
I kind of wish I was told by these tremendous, wonderful, great people that <laughs> they believed me and they were going to save me. And I get it. They wanted to be a blind side. They wanted me to be excited and stay. They wanted Nick and Bell to be pissed. They didn't want me to act as though I knew I was staying or act comfortable. But that was pretty shitty, being that I was crying myself to sleep all week. I would have liked to know. <laughs> yeah. Um, you also had the, the confrontation with Nick, uh, his main point of contention here was the anxiety thing, um, that you were using your anxiety. Uh, how do you feel about, about that confrontation? Um, it's funny because in the moment you're angry, you're pissed and you, you know, yourself, you know, your truth, you know, your lies and you're in this environment. That's life. So when he questions my anxiety, I know me. So I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? Don't ever question my anxiety. I know what I've struggled with. I know what people in my family and my life have struggled with. Don't ever question that again. Don't question if I'm a preschool aide. Don't you dare talk about my students because I know my truth. But even like moments after it, I'm thinking about it and I'm thinking it's a game and everything in the game is a game piece. Yes, to some people, things are untouchable. To me, I would never lie about my grandmother passing away. I would never lie about my mother having cancer. I would never lie. But to me, like in the context of the game, it's it's a game. So everything is a game piece. And to some people, faking anxiety could be strategy. Faking a death could be strategy. People in the past have lied about their wives being sick or about, you know, people have done it. So I don't blame him for questioning it because he doesn't know me. He doesn't know if I'm lying. He doesn't know Nicole outside of the game. So I could have very well been like, hey, this guy has anxiety. Let me lie and pretend I have it too. So hindsight 2020, he had a right to question it. And I don't, I'm not hurt by that at all. But in the moment when you know your own truth, it is, it, it gets you revved up. It gets you upset because you're like, are you fucking kidding me? Why would I lie about this? Yeah. Now we are going to take a quick break for our sponsors and we'll be right back. Hello, it is Ryan and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. And we're back. So let's get back to the show. Cliff is going to leave, blindsiding you. Um, you are now one of uh, a very, very short list of people uh, to survive a back door. Yes. Um, you were blindsided by it, but hey, yes. <laughs> take it where you can get it. Yes. Uh, I remember sitting there and Tommy leans over and like puts his hand on Cliff's knee. He's like, no matter what, I love you. And I'm like, what? And then I look over and Mickey winks at me and I'm like, what the hell is happening? Either these people are completely evil and they're just messing with me or something's about to happen. And I blacked out when they read that book because I was dumbfounded. 
Yeah. Uh, and then Cliff is going to be evicted, but very quickly comes right back in. Yes. Come back, kid. And this is the first time we see his celebration dance. The... <laughs> Did you see that? Yes, of course. <laughs> what was your reaction? I was like, oh, OK. Cliff's got some moves. All right. <laughs> so Cam comeback happens and I don't not don't care, but I love all four of them. So I'm like, you know, whichever one comes back is going to be my ally, especially, you know, Kemi or Ovi or obviously Cliff. So Cliff comes back immediately because he's fantabuloso. Um, and then on top of that, he wins the HOH. Cliff. There you go. Um, and so. His plan, he's going to nominate Jack and Jackson. Looks like things are finally turning around. Everything's going to be okay. Uh, you're going to, you're going to be probably going to be able to get Jack out. Um, but, uh, but in the meantime, um, you've been told by Tommy and Christy that, uh, that Christy has this power. It's Diamond yeah. Power Veto. Um, and of course they are like, uh, hey, we, we believed you all along. We were just, uh, you know, we were working for you the whole time. And the whole thing is, I'm listening to this like, did you believe me all along? I don't really believe that. Was you're keeping me to keep me or was it to just piss off Nick and Bella? And obviously it was to piss off Nick and Bella, but I stayed so I was happy. But, you know, she reveals this power and I'm like, no, 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 we're not using it this week. We're not using it as leverage this week because, you know, it turns out they wanted to use it to get Bella up there. And I'm like, Bella's not the fish we need to fry right now. We need to get out Jack or Mickey. Mm -hmm. uh, but unfortunately, Jackson is going to win that veto. And that means that Christy can use her power. Um, and if she does use her power, that means that it's going to come down to a vote. And you would assume that the votes would still be there to get Jack out. Yes. And I think you perhaps did assume that because you went to Christy and told her that you were kind of in a rough spot and that you weren't sure where your vote was going to go. Yes. So this started or I guess continued, but really started Nicole having difficulty week to week with uh, which way to navigate with the vote. Because like I said, I wanted to always be in the middle of groups. I wanted to navigate them. So this was one of those weeks where I'm like, crap, do I vote out Jack and appease certain people? Do I vote out Bella and appease the other people? Jack's the bigger threat here. I know Bella is what she is, but are we really going after her right now? So this started me, you know, questioning the votes. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, and so you, you talked to Christy about it and she She's like, oh, don't worry about it. this is when she starts talking about like my dream team uh, is, you know, me and you and, and Tommy and Cliff uh, and, and Jess and Kat. Um, but in reality, this conversation uh, turns out to uh, to really sync you with uh, with a lot of the six shooters as Christie's going to run back to them and be like, Nicole's jumping ship already. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yep. It's always been. <laughs> yeah. And go ahead. What was so frustrating about Chrissy with this was she, oh, not always, but around that time, she would always say, my dream team, my dream team, me, Tommy, you, Cliff, Jess. But it never came to fruition. It was always like, yeah, 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 we'll we'll make that dream team one day. One day. <laughs> In our like, dreams. It's like it never came. So it never made any sense. Yeah. Uh, so you, you kind of you got in a lot of trouble here because the six shooters had been feeling like very they were Oh, we just saved her. Ah, she's she, she's bought and paid for, as Jack would say. Um, but uh, but now they're like, oh, she's not actually with us. She's willing to turn on us oh, if okay. uh, if the opportunity presents itself. 
Yeah. So in my brain, it was a little bit conflicting because it's like, you know, these six people did just save me when Nick put me up and Bella wanted me out. Like I get that. But I'm a numbers gal. I'm a I'm a Big Brother fan. I'm a game gal. Why would I be number seven on a totem pole if I could still be with Nick, Bella and Sam and be number four? Like, I look at it numbers wise. I'm like, this group of six, they're not, none of them are saying, yes, let's take Nicole to final two. Let's take Nicole to final three. They're all thinking, ah, eh, we'll use her till final seven and get rid of her. So my thought process was always break up the biggest number. Mm-hmm. And, and unfortunately, the votes weren't there actually anyway, um, because Kat uh, in particular, but also Jess, were not willing to vote Jack out at this point. And that means that with Christie's power, Bella will be going home as long as she uses it. And so this is when she goes to Cliff because she's kind of back and forth about whether she even, you know, should use use it um you know because jackson was really like you have to use it and she was like hey don't push me um and so uh what she wanted from cliff was just like a little bit of reassurance that he would support the move and that that people like kat and jess wouldn't flip and, and keep uh keep bella anyway so she talks to cliff and this is when the idea comes for cliff to be like you know what I think she's going to use it anyway. I think uh, I think I need to take as much from this situation as I can. And he offers her the deal that I will do it for you. You don't have to use the power, um, but I want some safety out of it and uh, and so on and so forth. And he also he then goes to you and explains the deal to you. Um, Can you can you tell me what you think about this? So me and Cliff always said to each other that we respect each other way too much on a personal and game level to not allow each other to make game moves. So we always said to each other, like, you know, if that's your game move, do it. I respect you. So on one level, I'm like, you know, good for you, Cliff. You're keeping yourself safe. You know, they're gonna, you made a deal. Terrific. But from a game standpoint and Nicole's standpoint, I'm like, why, why are you essentially allowing the power to be used, but then also allowing the power to still exist? Like you're basically letting Chrissy have her cake and eat it too. And I didn't like that because I didn't know it was coming down the pike the following week. And it's like, she's getting her way this week. And if she does her own thing again next week, now the power gets double usage. So yeah, it was great for Cliff, but I'm thinking just get rid of it. Just flush it out, force her to use it. Or what Nicole would have done is tell her, yeah, yeah, yeah. Use your little shingamabopper power. I'll <laughs> up. And then best believe I would have put up someone else's ass. Like, come on, come on. All the lie. <laughs> <laughs> there was, there was a brief like half a day period where we thought that was what Cliff was doing. Um, and we were like so excited. We were like, oh my God, he's going to do it. Um, I got, I got Orwell out. I'm, I know it's, I know Orwell is a bird. And so that's maybe a touchy subject, but um, <laughs> how did you feel? How did you feel about Orwell being in there? So it's, I love stuffed animals, but I hate birds. But I think my love of stuffed animals trumps my hatred of birds. And then me and Orwell bonded, especially when I was stuck in the house with a showmance, you know, you, you know, so he was my only friend. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so uh so yeah in this you know ultimately when it when it's revealed that he plans on staying true to this deal uh you know it was a very controversial decision outside of the house and by controversial i mean uh most people hated it and i was kind of one of the few people i was like "Ah, i feel like it might actually work out for him yeah i mean worked out for cliff so great for cliff you know you can't you can't get butt hurt in this game like i I was like cliff you do you if that works for you go right ahead me personally i would have said yep use your power i'll put up bella and then i wouldn't have put up bella (laughs) that would have been fun 
That's what, that's, I know. We were very disappointed that that was not the outcome. Uh, if only you had won that one. Damn it. If only I'd won a lot of things. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we'll say that a lot, I think, throughout this interview. If I won activity, oh, there's a whole number of things. Yeah. Um, so Cliff puts up Bella. Uh, but still, I mean, you should have had the votes to take out Jack anyway. The problem is Kat. Um, and, you know, why is Kat not uh, not with you on this one? Did you have what were your thoughts on on Kat at this point? Um, I know me and Cliff had spoken a lot and we knew that we needed people on our side. We knew we needed Jess and Kat with us. We knew the four of us would be great together, but no offense when them two would leave the room, me and Cliff would be like, mm, they're both a little bit more wishy-washy. They're both more emotional and more wanting to be with the big group. Like, yeah, obviously everybody wants to be with the big group, but me and Cliff were more realistic in the sense of like, it's not going to happen. Kat and Jess were more so like grasping onto that. Like, yes, we can be a part of this big group. Mm -hmm. Um, So this is also around the time that Cliff's Angels is going to uh, to come together. Uh, Cliff hates the name. He does not want this to be the name, but uh, he accepts it. I wanted the name Hog and the Three Little Piggies. That would have been... <laughs> come on. It still it still puts Cliff right at the forefront there. I know. <laughs> he hated it so much. Aw. In his defense, I wouldn't want it to be named like Nicole and like the Three Amigos. You know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't want that because then you, you're you the focal point. You're the leader, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's, it's at this point that, uh, that Cliff and Kat, uh, really are going to start to, you know, part of what Cliff had, had gleaned from his conversation with Christy was that there was a big rift forming between Christy and Jackson. And in many ways, he takes up your role of trying to split up grateful only with six shooters and Christy and the, the, the rift between Christy and Jackson. Um, and so Bella is going to be evicted here. And uh, we head into the next week where we get the uh, Poison Ivy HOH that um, you, you did not do super well here. Uh, um, not one of my finer moments. Um, I still don't understand how many of those people were able to motor plan that. Um, it, it eluded me at the time. It still eludes me. That was one of the most difficult things I've ever done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Holly's going to win it. Yes. And uh, and Jackson is, you know, she wants to get Nick out of the game. And so she kind of wants to put up Nick and Sam. Uh, Jackson was telling her at the time, no, if, if I was HOH, I'd put up Nick and Sam. But uh, that's he's too bold for you. Maybe uh, Nick and Nicole for you is maybe a better option. Uh, <laughs> uh, but she, she wanted to go with Nick and Sam at the at the time, though. Kat was also pushing for you to go on the block. Um what? These people are freaking obsessed with me. <laughs> she uh, she's actually going to uh, rat out Cliff's Angels to Holly, um, which, you know, given their outside connection makes more sense. Um, but also like really pinpoints you and says Nicole is not to be trusted. She doesn't have y'all's backs and uh, really tries to get you up and, and out this week. And again, I'm not entirely sure where it came from, apart from the outsider's comment. Uh, but uh, but that seemed to be her goal. Um, there was also like a bit of the there was a, you know, a potential flip in the works with the, the Bella vote and, you know, whether or not Jackson and Holly were actually considering that. And you were kind of the fall person for a lot of that stuff as well. So that was, but that was the weirdest situation, because like I said, I'm a numbers gal. I would have preferred Bella to stay over Jack. 
obviously. It would be small, smarter for me to stay with a small group than a big one. But it was weird because Bella came up with like this idea and this code word. And she she told me that Mickey and Holly were on board. She told Mickey and Holly that I was on board. But we both were unsure of each other. Like, it was just a very weird scenario that luckily I was able to hash out with Holly and say like, listen, we both didn't know what was going on. It was Bella in the middle hoping that it would happen. Nick and Sam go on the block, but Nick is going to win the veto. Sam is going to be working on Holly a lot that week. Um, and there's also this tension between Jackson, Holly and Christy in particular. It's really starting to to boil. Um, and there's actually a big push by uh, by Sis and by Sam to get you on the block because that would save Sam from eviction if you if you went up and out. And Nick, Holly really wanted to do this. She was like, I really want to put up Nicole and send her home. Uh, she she did not. She she found she talked to you a couple times that week and she was not pleased with the results of those conversations. Um, and she really wanted to put you up. So. Uh, so we see that um, that ultimately uh, Christy and Tommy were really at the forefront of like, no, 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 no. If she puts up Nicole, that means she's not taking out Sam, which means she's keeping Sam to go after us. And that's not good. And so they really step in and uh, made sure that uh, that sort of they kind of in, in so many words kind of made it clear to Holly, like, if you do this, you're going against the group. Um, and so Holly eventually decides to go with the other plan, which was that Kat had volunteered as a pawn to go up on the block, which uh, another decision that I'm a little confused about. But, uh, you know, <laughs> ever. Well, no. OK, well, volunteer, obviously, in society and whatnot. That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> but like in the Big Brother house, never. Like I, I used to sit there with people like I'll be a pawn. I would sit there and be like, hell no. Like, don't look at me. I don't want to be sitting up there. <laughs> but see, it's funny that week. Like, I'm a very big, firm believer in feelings and, like, gut instinct. And that week when Holly won it, I'm like, something's not right. I'm telling you. And, oh, I just had this weird feeling. And when they had to do, like, the replacement nom, like, ah, crap. And I was very shocked it was Kat. <laughs> Never volunteer ever. I'm pretty sure that's no qualifications on that one. In the community, in society, yes, volunteer, help out. But in Big Brother, never volunteer. Don't volunteer information. Don't volunteer to be a pawn. Don't volunteer shit. <laughs> <laughs> Next time somebody asks me to volunteer for something, I'm sorry, Nicole told me not to. I don't know. Oh, shit. <laughs> Oh no! Um, Nick is going to start to work on his relationship with you a lot this week in particular, um, and and I think this stemmed from a conversation he had with Cliff, where uh, Cliff encouraged him to uh, to work with you a little more, you know, because again your relationship had kind of soured over the undeniable thing, and Cliff in particular is trying to be like you guys, we kind of need each other, um, and so he starts. Uh, talking to you about how he wants to go after Jack and yep. he also lets you know that sis is, is kind of coming for you. Yeah. So it was very interesting. Cause like I said, um, obviously me and Cliff were together since the beginning, but me and Nick were very close in the beginning. Uh, you know, we bonded over our anxiety and whatnot. And then with that whole blow up, it all went to, you know, hell. But when we, once Bella was out of the game and like I said, I'm a numbers gal and I agree with Cliff, I'm looking at it like, okay, now you have this big group of six that are all together and very, very close. And then Nick and Sam are on the Island of Nick and Sam. So if me and Cliff can get with them as well, we, 
we can bulk up our numbers. So it was smarter for me. Like I felt, I felt bad that Nick and Sam are on the block together because I'm like, crap, they're on the outs now. Those are the people I need. I don't want them on the block. I want these big fish on the block. So yeah, we started talking more about getting people like Jack out moving forward. Yes. Uh, then leading up to the eviction, we have the events of day 44. Um, yeah. Are you, are you sort of uh, caught up on like the, like what happened that, that day, the day, like leading up to it the day before and, and the, the big blow up that day? Um, not really. I know, you know, that Tommy and Jack and Christy suspected that, you know, Kat and Holly knew each other and, uh, now we know why they suspected it so much because they knew each other. Um, and there was the desire to flip the vote and flip it on Mickey and he wouldn't suspect it. He wouldn't see it coming. And to be honest, it sounds so mean, but I was a little bit indifferent either way because we have Cliff's Angels. So Kat's my girl. But like I said, Nick and Sam are on an island and me and Cliff could very well work with them. So me and Cliff are looking at it as, well, either one's good for us, but, you know, Kat can be more emotional. Cat is very close with Mickey and Holly. So it actually was like right before the eviction that Cliff and I shook hands in the kitchen and said, Cliff's angels aside, we're voting to keep Sam. And we all walked toward the living room. And that's when the house decided we're keeping Cat. And of course, me and Cliff's vote, that's only two people. It's not going to do anything. So we had to go with the house. And yep, that was the plan all along. Yeah. Well, basically, you know, Cliff and Kat had sort of been poking holes in, you know, the relationship between Holly and Christy and Jackson and Christy for a little while. Sam made a, a plea to Jackson the night before um, that completely threw Christy under the bus. Christy, Christy had kind of been working closely with Sam. They had a, a decent relationship. She had uh, expressed to him that she didn't want to use her power on Jackson. A lot of the anti-Jackson stuff she had told to him and so he basically told his whole story uh to jackson and it fit perfectly with what uh, with, with uh, cliff and cat had been telling him so jackson was like that's it it's yeah. christy i'm done with christy uh he went to holly and he said we need to keep sam we need to flip the vote um and holly said uh, i would love to but that's uh, there oh, so we can't we can't flip it to keep sam because i can't get rid of cat <laughs> Um, and, and at that point, uh, Jackson was like, I told you you should have put up Nicole. <laughs> so it'd be a lot easier if Nicole was on the block. This is okay. So that's good to know that if I was a replacement nom, I would have gone home over Sam. Damn. Um, but yeah, apparently that's like a recurring theme of Mickey wanting me out, but I can't complain and I can't, you know, be mean. Cause I said that multiple times about him throughout the season. So. <laughs> Somehow we got to final three together. <laughs> Love you, buddy. Yeah, well, so so Jackson really trusted Jack at the time. And so he went to Jack about this information about Christy. And he actually had Jack kind of swayed um, that, OK, yeah, Christy is kind of, uh, you know, against us. We shouldn't trust Christy. Jack went to Tommy about it. And of course, now we know that Tommy was connected to Christy. And so Tommy tried to flip it around on Cliff and Cat and say that they were essentially the you of this situation, trying to split people apart. Um, and so he kind of convinced Jack of that. Jack went to Jackson the following morning saying, uh, I think you're being lied to. And Jackson said, mm -mm, multiple people. And I know we can trust Kat because her and Holly, they know each other. Oh, damn. Wow. And, yeah. Dang, really cool. <laughs> so, so Jack went back to Tommy and said, they know each other. And Tommy went, oh my God, we got to flip the vote. Of course, because he would believe that because mm -hmm. the truth and they, oh, wow. Damn. Makes sense yeah. there. And what was Nicole doing? Nicole was being a good little grasshopper. <laughs> her own business. 
You know, I walked into the RV and I said something sketchy. And I turned to Nick and I said, what is going on? And Nick was like, I don't know. And then Chrissy and Jack walk in and they're like, you two follow us. <laughs> <laughs> and it all started going down. Yes. So, uh, so ultimately, Sam is the one that goes, and uh, we head into the following week. Jess is going to win the HOH. Here we go. It's time for things to uh, know. Day forty-four happens. Six shooters are dead, and now Jess has won the HOH to really solidify this. She's going to go after Jack and Jackson. You're going to spend a lot of this week bonding with Holly um, and uh, and the rest of you know Cat and 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 Jess and Cliff and your you guys are you know hanging to hang out in the hoh room for a while um but you also have this sort of weird situation where you know you had been bonding with nick and now nick is kind of like he's with you guys um like he's hanging out with you guys but he still has a, a, a decent connection with tommy so he's still talking with tommy a little bit and you sort of recognize that he's probably just trying to keep his relationships good on on both sides but jess and cat are like very much like this guy no <laughs> that's what was so interesting because you know nick had lost bella and then he lost sam so at that point he's just nick and yes he's close to like tommy and sis and whatnot but he's kind of at that point on an island and i didn't fault him for wanting to build relationships with everybody because that was what i had done weeks prior you know you're trying to navigate and figure out where the hell you land and if you land well with everybody so be it and i would say to them like listen nick's a smart guy he's gonna want to vote out jack he's gonna want to vote with us why would he go against it? It wouldn't it wouldn't be logical at what point he's at in the game. And oh my gosh, I can't even begin to articulate how many times that week I had to talk people down because there was a point when Jess said, that's it. I'm backdooring Nick. I'm over it. And I was like, no, no, that's bad for Nicole's game. Nicole needs you guys. Nicole needs Nick. We're not touching him right now. We are getting rid of Jack. <laughs> well, I mean, I can say, I mean, from my perspective, like Nick was genuinely with, with you guys at the time and it was Jess and cats sort of mistrust of him and eventually like complete stonewalling like he would go up to them and i think you were in the room for one of those conversations at least where he would just be like so uh you know we're taking jack out like uh, and they'd be like what? nothing and i'd be like okay are we why are we not sharing things right oh okay all right this is awkward and me and nick actually had this conversation that like my people were cliff Jess, Cat, his people were Tommy, Sis, even kind of Christy and Cliff. And we were like, oh, okay, so we're allies, but we're in, it's kind of like a Venn diagram. <laughs> we're in the middle with our people on the sides, and the only person we agreed on was Cliff. So that's when the three of us were kind of like, okay, at least we're on the same page. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, he, I mean, he he definitely I it felt to me like he was he was kind of pushed in that direction um, by by Kat and Jess because he didn't really have a place with you guys. Um, and you also let him know that he almost he was almost backdoored, which really solidified for him that like, OK, I can't work with them. And again, here goes the call. Tell the truth to everybody. Like, I just felt like that's something that he should know. Like, listen, also to, you know, gain trust. Like, listen, I covered your ass. She was going to put you up as a replacement nom. I said, no, we're not doing that. And she didn't do it. So therefore, don't think I'm sketchy because I saved you. And if you do an HOH and you are going to go after these people, go after them first. Like, I kept your ass safe. Like, it was kind of like, obviously, I want to keep my people safe. But if he were to win, like, focus on them first, you know? And it worked. Like, this, this for me, I have in my notes. Uh, Nick now really trusts Nicole. <laughs> Uh, that was the moment that really, like, really solidified your relationship. He started calling you as number one. Yes. Which, which I, yeah. <laughs> 
it was it was kind of a weird it was kind of like i think we described it or i described it like um like he you know we talk about like big brother being like a chess game and people using people like pieces but it was really to me it was like nick was just like okay regardless of actual relationship uh you my number one boom just like that hey you're my number one what are you doing why aren't you telling me things And and that was the thing, because he decided it so suddenly after, you know, obviously him and I had a huge blow up and we didn't necessarily trust each other at that point. We didn't really trust each other after that point. We were allied with different people. And then it's like, you're my number one. And I was always like, you're too smart to all of a sudden make this decision. There must be something behind it. And that's why I never bought into it. And I felt bad after the fact that I didn't because it was true. But it's a game and, you know, you don't know what to trust. Also, I mean, from my from my perspective, at least, I have no idea who he ultimately would have been most loyal to uh, between you, Tommy and sis. Uh, he wanted all three of you in in the final four. But yep. from that point, I he was telling them that he didn't want to be sitting next to you. He was telling he was telling them I would happily lose to Tommy. I will take you, Tommy. I'll lose to you. Um, but uh, I, I, you know, who who knows? Who knows? And that was a very big part of the part of my reason why I told Jess about the six, but we'll get to that when that week comes. But that was, that was, that was no good for me. Nicole didn't like the whole, you're my number one. And then Tommy and sis are right there. Nicole did not like that. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, so Jack is trying to survive. He's working on cliff for a while. Cliff tells you about Jack's deal. Three week deal of safety. This is when you, (laughs) this is when you tell cliff, uh, what is he? God? Yeah. Okay, so freaking Jack goes to Cliff and makes this immaculate, oh my gosh, deal. Then he goes to Nick and makes this tremendous deal. And then he goes, Nicole, it's time to campaign to you. And I go, okay. And I'm like, I'm ready. I'm ready for this deal. And he gives me nothing. He just says, Nicole, you're a lovely, you're a wonderful person. I love you. I respect you. You're going to do great in this game. Like, you know, I wish you all the best and in your life outside this game. And I'm, I'm, I think we're in the hammock. I'm sitting there going, yeah. are you kidding me i don't even get like a hey i got your back like a half i don't even get like a half-assed like i got you girl like i was insulted (laughs) it makes me so happy that this is your reaction (laughs) i was freaking insulted i got shit i got nothing you really tried to like lay on the charm (laughs) yeah and i'm like like you're like in the cartoons like point point like my eyes are blinking i'm like uh that's it you're not wow like i that i was very insulted <laughs> <laughs> all right um <laughs> the world <laughs> yeah well so jack leaves he's the first member of the jury uh were you concerned about jury management at all at this point um absolutely um at the type of person i am i was worried about person management and that's why like i if i connect with you i connect with you i want to get to know everybody whether you're camp comeback or your pre-jury or your jury like that's just me and i did like i made sure i had conversations with people especially people i didn't necessarily connect with um on a personal level a lot like someone like jack and this is i hope i don't think a big surprise like him and i didn't really talk a lot in the house so when that final week came, we made the joke that I was like the angel of death because I always sat with the people that were going to be evicted. But me and him like hung out on the hammock for a few hours just talking about life and everything. 
And that was me knowing that he was going to most likely go home and just wanting to bond with him before he did. But also, I'm like, Nicole, this is also very smart for your game because when he goes to jury, I rather him remember this moment than, oh, I didn't talk to Nicole much. You know, like you want to leave on a good note. Yes. So with Jack on his way out, it's beginning to look to to me, at least from this point, that uh, that it might actually be Jackson, Holly and Kat that run this game because it seems like Cliff's Angels in a, is in a great spot, but secretly Kat is working with Holly. And so Kat being that sort of link, that mole in between the two is really going to allow, you know, Kat to probably pull Jess and then the four of them can probably stomp their way to the end. Uh, however, Tommy is going to win the next HOH and really screw that one up. That's what was really interesting because I remember laying in the HOH bed and Kat was like, I have faith in this, you know, Cliff's Angels. We're going to make it all the way to the end. We got this. We're going to be final four. And I was like, Kat, excuse me. I was like, Kat, this game, it's like a pendulum. It's going to swing the other way. You can't get cocky because then the carpet gets pulled out from under you. I'm like, we'll see. We'll see. And the next week she went and I I was like, damn, I kind of like that was kind of like an omen what I said to her. (laughs) But like, and it was weird because, you know, Tommy became HOH and I was kind of like, where do I fall on this? Because this is no offense. Like I always questioned Chrissy Tommy because remember, Chrissy was like my dream team, my dream team. But it never happened. And Tommy's very, very smart and answers you very politically and very he dances around things. And I'm like, this guy's very smart. So when he won, I'm like, crap, there's a good chance I could see the block because if I had won, there's a good chance he would have seen the block, you know. So luckily, again, me and Nick being close and being that Venn diagram with our side, you know, people, Nick, allegedly what he told me, convinced Tommy like, yeah, yeah, don't go after Nicole, go after other people. So that worked out. Well, yeah, well, uh, Tommy, Tommy didn't really have much of uh, an idea to go after you at this point. Um, So that was maybe a little bit of Nick claiming credit. I mean, maybe he tried and felt like he did something. I don't have it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, but pretty quickly, I mean, Tommy had always been very like uh like from the second he saw Cliff and I talked about this uh, to Tommy uh, with Tommy, um, like he was just always a bit like this guy is a threat. Like, uh, I, I, I don't know about this guy. Um, and so Cliff was always somebody who was worried about and he very correctly saw that Cat was the bridge between the Cliff's Angels and Holly and Jackson. And so, uh, I mean, I think he completely made the right, the right call and the right move here. It was a very successful HOH that, uh, that really helped him, you know, really just slide all the way down as all of his allies got picked off, um, to the end. Um, and really, you know, uh, if, if even just a one or two competitions go him or his allies way, like, uh, things are looking much different for him. Um, but, uh, not not the case. Not, that's not going to be what happens. Um, something that happens very quickly is that Nick let you know, as soon as Tommy won HOH, he was like, I think Cliff and Kat are going to be going on the block. Um, you went to Cliff and Kat and told them, I think you guys are going on the block. Uh, and then no, Kat immediately rats you out. Yes, because, okay, I have a problem. And I sometimes I tell things, a lot of the time I tell people things, and I'm like, you know, I'm a straight shooter and I respect people more. People just tell me, like, if someone came up to me, Nicole, you're going up. I'd be like, thank you. Like, I, I don't know. Like, December telling Kat, like, listen, this is, you know, Nick's theory. It's alleged, but it could be you and Cliff. And then the next thing I know, Tommy's pulling me upstairs and he's like, Nicole, Kat told me that you told her that her and Cliff are going up. And I'm like, damn it, Kat. Damn it. I told you that. 
to give you a little heads up so you weren't emotional and blindsided and you go and tell the freaking hoh like what the hell is this yeah and then and then nick goes and chastises how are you telling cat you're my number one yeah, and then, exactly. Nick's, you know, you're my number one. Why'd you tell Kat? And I'm like, I didn't necessarily tell her. I just thought we were, you know, voicing our op- opinions and what who we thought would go up. And I said, and I, you know, I was like, you know, Nick, you said Kat and Cliff. I said maybe, I don't know, Kat and Jeff. I don't know. Like, I'm like, oh, you, we were all just sharing our ideas. I didn't know Kat was going to run with it. <laughs> That's how I did <laughs> <laughs> when I when I did when I did the recap of your game uh, in the final days of the season, uh, one of my takeaways was that you are truly the the, the queen, the master of damage control. That um, <laughs> that you uh, really throughout the season did so much damage control, and you were successful every single time because it is the art of the backpedal you know it's like an excuse but it's not an excuse you have to kind of like downplay what and you have to stroke the person's ego and you, you just have to you have to know who you're talking to and what to say to them that'll make them be like oh no that oh that makes complete sense i get it and i like i had it <laughs> <laughs> all right so Cliff and Kat go on the block. America's field trip happens, which, you know, Christy goes on the block, but ultimately she gets pulled down. So it doesn't really go anywhere. Um, were you were you thinking that like, oh, that means they're disliked uh, at the time? It's funny. I I remember thinking like, this is weird. Like, who is it going to be? And it wasn't I mean, it couldn't be Tommy because he was HOH, but it wasn't people like Cliff. And I feel like Cliff was, you know, like a fan favorite. So I'm like, OK. And then I'm thinking, you know what? There was that humongous fight. And Jack is in the jury right now, so he can't be up there. And Tommy's HOH, so he can't be up there. And I'm thinking, is it just not dislike or like, but I'm like, I wonder if America is thinking these people were part of a fight. How can we continue to boil that pot? Oh, I know. Put all three of them in a comp together. You know, that's the way I saw it. Yeah, it's, um, you know, it, it was kind of confusing the way it was worded. Like, um, uh, I was concerned. A lot of people were concerned that, uh, you know, the people just watching the TV show would see like it was like, who do you want to send on a field trip? Uh, it's, you know, oh, it's somebody awesome. will win safety uh, and, and, and somebody will go on the block. And so it was like, ah, hopefully people don't misinterpret this and send people like Nicole and Cliff into the field trip because that would be terrible. Um, and then on top of that, we were voting before we knew who the HOH was, who the, uh, you know, uh, you know, who I think even before, like who uh, who would be evicted. So it was like people it was like Jack Jackson and probably Christie were going to be like the main three. Um, and so it was like if everyone piles, I was like, if everyone piles their votes on Jack Jackson and Christie and then, you know, uh, and maybe like Tommy, then like if Tommy wins HOH and Jack is gone and or, or whatever, then then it's going to start to fall to like four five, six like the, the, that place and I worry that there can be you know some people that are like oh Nicole I like her let's vote oh. her in and you were kind of high on some of the polls um, yeah. like fifth place my sisters had told me that my sisters were like oh you know everybody at work and at like at college or whatever was asking them like oh, we love Nicole we're going to vote for her and my sisters were like no do not there's two negatives and a positive Nicole find some way to screw this up do not vote for her <laughs> yeah and so I, <laughs> I was sorry sis but I was like you got to vote for people like sis um, because she's not going to get any votes if you don't. Um, and we need some backup. <laughs> um, so ultimately that's nullified anyway. Christy goes on the block, but ultimately is saved. Uh, yeah. Tommy never had any intention of putting Jackson on the block. So his safety didn't really mean much. 
so concerned about cooking cat. Uh, so, so Tommy, Tommy's idea was I want to uh, strike at Jackson and take away his numbers without actually having to take the shot at him myself. Um, and so by cutting him off, by, by taking out cat, he's cutting Jackson off from the rest of Cliff's angels. And, uh, and he can continue to work with Jackson. He had had conversations with Jackson where they were like, Hey, um, in fact, at the end of the previous week, uh, they had been talking. He had made a talk. He had made a conversation, had a conversation with Jackson Holly, where he said to Jackson, Hey, I know that things are going, you know, poorly. I know that you're, you know, you're not a fan of Christie, but I still love you and I want to work with you. And, you know, we may be going after each other's friends, but like, let's keep each other off the block. Um, like, let's, like, let's, you know, make sure that we're not collateral damage in this war, essentially. And really that, that worked with Jackson. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense to me because I well, granted he won America's field trip, but you know, Tommy had said to me weeks later, Oh, I was never even going to put Mickey up. And I was like, Oh, okay. And then when Mickey won the wall comp, I'm like, this is good. We're putting up Chrissy and Tommy. And then he didn't. And I'm like, what is the connection there between Mickey and Tommy? And I will admit, and I think Cliff would probably say this as well. That was part of my reasoning for not wanting to keep Tommy later on. Cause I'm like, there's something there, something. Yeah, uh, there, there was a little bit. Um, and, and, and it, it stemmed from that, the end of the previous week during Jess's HOH week. Um, and then, so he won this one and he wanted to keep, uh, Jackson off the block, uh, because he felt like Jackson would be a big target moving forward. And, uh, by neutralizing, you know, the whole situation by taking Cat out would work. And it, 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 it kind of did in some ways. If Jackson and Holly hadn't traded off HOH wins the next like five weeks. Um, so, uh, <laughs> It's around this time Nick starts pitching the idea of a six that he wants to bring together the, the Venn diagram, uh, bring everyone together. Um, you know, Christy, sis, Tommy, you, Cliff and himself. Um, and uh, you are starting to feel frustrated by Nick because he, uh, you feel like he's trying to force you to pick a side. Yes. So, again, my method going throughout this entire game was navigate down the middle, be good with both sides, kind of like I learned not to tell everybody everything, but, you know, still navigate with them. And I knew my people. I if I had won HOH, I would not have put up Cliff. I would not have put up Nick. I would not have put up Jess. Everybody else, they were free game. So when Nick comes to me with that, you know, proposal, I'm thinking, okay, this is great. That's great if, you know, Sis and Christy and Tommy don't come after me. But where are me and Cliff really falling on this totem pole? And in my brain, me and Cliff are the last two at the bottom. Like, yes, I'm close with Nick, but I'm not close with his allies. They're going to pick me off as soon as they're able to. So it was very frustrating because I felt like he he wanted to be good with everybody, which, you know, rightfully so. But he didn't realize that I am smart enough to want to do the same thing. And I knew that wasn't the case. So it was frustrating. Yeah. And and also at this point, Tommy and Christy are going to start to work on you trying to make sure you know just how close you were to going on the block when Holly was HOH and that they were the ones that stepped in and said, and at that point i still didn't know i didn't i didn't know who i bought it from because i had holly saying oh sis was pushing for you to go up and i have them saying no no no, we wanted you safe but holly was pushing so at that point and i'll I'll admit it like i didn't really believe that christy and tommy were pushing for me to stay i'm like there's something wrong here i'm not really buying it yeah um so after Tommy wins the veto, it's now definitely Cliff and Kat uh, that are going to stay on the block. Um, you uh, you tried to come up with a plan to maybe change this, uh, to make a deal with Tommy to use the veto on Cliff. Uh, you pitched this to, to Jess and Kat uh, and that Holly would be the replacement in this case. Um, but uh, but Kat was like, oh, I don't like that plan. 
Yeah, I tried. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, for for obvious reasons now, right? Um, yeah. People, I forgot to mention Cat, but yes, I knew my people. Cat included. It was Clips Angels, and and I didn't want any of them to go home. Obviously, so I was like, yeah, yeah put Holly up there, you know. Mm-hmm. Um. So. I want you to run me through. So, so the veto is used on Christie. It's Cliff and Cat on the block. Uh, Nick is talking to you more about this potential six. Um, he, uh, you're, you've told him and Cliff now your vote to keep Cliff. You, you plan on keeping Cliff. Um, you are the, the swing vote at this point. Um, <laughs> well, potentially, cause it also seemed like for a while, it seemed like Jess had also turned on, cause Jess was talking with Christy a lot, um, about, you know, anti cat stuff for a long time. Um, and it wasn't until she oh. talked with you, uh, where you were starting to consider keeping cat that she seemed to be back on the maybe keeping cat train um but uh so um so eventually cat is going to do her campaigning um and you guys did your campaign wednesdays uh which which, uh, was interesting um and so she makes a very like schedules for things i don't know i don't know yeah we had campaign wednesday fights on thursday it was all scheduled (laughs) It was, it was. And it, it kind of made like, like Mondays and Tuesdays a little boring, but I feel like overall it was actually not bad. Cause usually, usually like things settle yeah. down and it's like, it's very boring on Wednesday. Yes. And you guys so, were usually very open-minded. Yeah. Like we, we would all be like, all right, we'll wait for campaign day and we'll listen to everybody and we'll see what we're going to decide. <laughs> <laughs> it's very strange. I, we're, we're a strange bunch. <laughs> well, so Kat makes a pitch to you and it's a very emotional pitch. It's, you know, uh, don't let me go home without completing my storyline. And that's something that Kat had really been concerned about all season long was like uh, the, the story arc and, you know, uh, the the edit and, and America's favorite. And uh, like that was a big part of like her her story in the house. And so she is using this on you to be like, you can't let Jackson stay longer than me. I need to stay in the game long enough to take him out she's trying to pitch that she's going to get rid of jackson that's a very hard pitch for most people to swallow because obviously she's very close to them uh and why would she go after him um but it seems to have worked on you a little bit here yeah i definitely i heard out her campaign and i heard out what she was saying and she was so emotional and passionate about it and i was and i'll admit that like i wavered like almost every week like when people campaign to me i'm like yeah i'll listen to both sides and i'll weigh the pros and cons and i was thinking like oh interesting like this is a valid point maybe she will go after mickey okay okay so i started weighing it and what was so interesting about that whole entire week was nick was under the assumption that i wanted to keep cat in the week and that's why when he made his proposal he's like what nicole you have to keep cliff but everybody knows cliff's my guy cliff's my number one so i'm like wait, why? Okay. That's weird. Like, why would you think, why would you have to tell me to keep Cliff? Like, that's who I want to keep. But after hearing both of their campaigns, I struggled so much this week because Cliff's my guy. He's my number one, but I hear what Kat's saying about her mission and I don't want to, you know, necessarily put Mickey and Holly off on an Island because I need them. And again, being a numbers gal, I viewed it as, okay, I keep Cliff, then I'm siding, so to speak, with Chris and Nick. And then we're on totem pole. But if I keep Kat, I'm keeping Mickey and Holly happy and I can work with them and I'm fourth on the totem pole. So I'm like trying to like look at both sides. But then I realize like, no, again, damage control. I'm like, I can keep my guy Cliff, but not anger Mickey and Holly. And that's why I sat down with Holly prior to the eviction. I'm like, Holly, I know you guys are very close with, with Kat, but you're also very close with Cliff. And me and Cliff want to work with you guys. And that was my way of getting me and Cliff in a spot where both sides, you know, we're going to, you know, kind of trust us moving forward. 
Yes. Uh, before that moment, though, you did, as, as we mentioned earlier, uh, you did go to Jess with uh, after Cliff, after Cliff went to you about the deal. You went to Jess and uh, you felt bad, right? I did. I did. When I when I talked to Jess in the backyard, um, she was she was under the assumption that this was you trying to like mess with her, trying to like uh, like play games with her, and that kind of explains a little bit how the relationship between the two of you functioned the next few weeks. Uh, yeah. And I, I I I told her, would it surprise you if I said that she just felt bad? She was like, no. She's like, I think that was the case. She's like, no. Here's the thing about this, because when I found out about this deal, right, I I was in the DR for probably hours just mm-hmm. talking out with myself because the way I saw it, I'm like, OK, Nick has this six deal with all of them and me and Cliff. And then Kat, because them two are on the block, Kat is considered part of Mickey and Holly. And I'm saying to myself, but where's Jess? I'm like, Jess is not with Kat, Mickey and Holly, but she's not with the six. I'm like, that's not right. Like, why should she be alone? Why should she be on an island? Like, why is nobody considering her? And I cried about it and it bothered me. And so my main concern was like, she should be told, she should be aware that like, hey, this six is being formed and you're not a part of it. And yeah, game wise, this way she won't be mad at me. If she finds out about this six down the line and let's say Jess wins the next HOH, she'll go after Christy or Tommy or Sis and she won't be upset with me because I'm the one that told her. And the same thing, you know, with Mickey Holly, I was thinking to myself, you know what? This needs to be revealed because if we go into this next week and Mickey or Holly is in power, Nick or Tommy or Chrissy or Sis could very easily go up to them and say, hey, Cliff and Nicole created a final six to get rid of you. And obviously that wasn't the case. So it started off as me feeling so horrible for Jess, but then on a game standpoint saying, crap, I need to get ahead of this before me and Cliff get the blame for it. It's like, again, this game's a pendulum and it swings. And I knew it wasn't going to work out that all of a sudden somebody wins and we get out Mickey and Holly. I'm like, one of them's going to freaking win at some point, And I don't want to be the one to get thrown under the bus that I created this alliance. Yes. Well, uh, Jess is going to take this information and run, run with it. Oh my God. I said to her, I said, Jess, you and I need to talk about it some more maybe we'll go to holly and mickey about it give it a minute and i got i don't know i got distracted or someone talked to me or i went to the dr she went rogue and she all went i know straight straight to holly straight to sis i know and now she's like in the target room with sis for hours and i'm sitting there going what the hell is she saying is she telling people hey nicole told me about the six-person alliance because if she is I'm right back to week four, Nicole, and everybody's going to be mad at me, you know? So I'm like, here we go again, Nicole, you done did it again. And by the grace of God, Jess comes up to me and she's like, Nicole, I love you. I respect you. I'm not going to use your name. I'm not going to tell anybody you told me. I'm going to say I overheard it. And I was, I was praising baby Jesus because I was like, thank you. I don't know how that worked out that you're not going to tell anybody, but thank you. Yes, uh, more more damage control. Uh, You had to pretend that she overheard it. Uh, Though still uh, in the process of this this stuff, uh, Jess is going to talk with Kat, and they are. This is when Kat really starts to get upset with you and Cliff, and uh, they talk about how disappointed they are in you. And you know what? Let's let's just blow up Cliff's angels. Let's just blow it up. Who cares anymore? Um, And so that gets blown up, and you once again have to do damage control with Nick, who's like, why didn't you tell me? So I had to do damage control with Zing when Bella was like, does Zing exist? I'm like, like, you know what? It was a joke. That's why it's called Zing. You know, Ovi's not in the game. You know, me and Cliff don't have the best track record. So we were like, Zing, it was a joke. And whatever, they bought it. 
So with Cliff's Angels, I was like, what the hell is happening right now? And then Nick comes up to me. He's like, no, you're supposed to be my number one. (laughs) Not tell me about Cliff's Angels. And I'm thinking, "Uh, because you're not a part of it. (laughs) Why would I tell you about my alliance with these people? Obviously, I kept you safe with them. I kept Jess from backdooring you. And I told you to be on good terms with Jess and Kat because you were already on good terms with Cliff. But why would I tell you the specific name of the alliance I have that doesn't include you? Come on now. Yeah, I mean, you, you do a lot of you, the Black Widows was exposed. You had to do damage control, Fellowship of the Zing, Cliff's Angels. Uh, the, the six yeah. deal, to be fair, was was on you, um, but you still had to do damage control. Um, it was a lot. Yep. I created some, but I also did damage control. Yes. So, uh, so Jess and Kat were, uh, and and I think you, 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 you saw and heard it from Kat here, but it it took you a little bit longer to realize how upset Jess was with you from this point forward. Um, Yes. Yes. But tell me about uh, because we we heard this story about uh, Kat talking to you about your students um, yeah. and she came out of the house like, oh, Nicole is trying to make it out. It's like Nicole is being mean to me and trying to make this out to be something it wasn't. Um, but Kat also said a lot of things in her ex interview. So uh, what was your perspective on this? The thing is that I think everybody has to remember that house is a pressure cooker and you don't know which choice to make and what's going to screw up your game and who's going to be mad at you on a game level, who's going to be mad at you on a personal level. So I was already going through a lot because, again, if I had won HOH, I would not have put up any of Cliff's Angels or Nick because those were my people. But Cliff and Cat are on the block, so I have to make a choice. So I was already crying all morning because I felt so horrible to send one of my allies home. I had to choose between them. Yeah, yada, boo, boo, whatever. So we're in the storage room getting our um, leader hose in for the next HOH. And it's me, Kat and Jess. And I go, you know what, Nicole, this is an opportune time for you to, you know, say how much you love and respect them. And you're so sorry that you're going to vote to keep Cliff. So I turned to them. I was like, guys, you know, I love Cliff's Angels. I love you all. It sucks that we're in this position. Um, I'm, I think I actually said like, I'm leaning toward Cliff, but I love you both. And uh, it was the worst. I, sh- I shouldn't have even bo- I shouldn't have bothered because, you know, at that point, Kat, you know, turned to me, actually just turned to me and Jess was like, you know, Nicole, I'm just very disappointed in you. Um, I can't believe you do this to us. I can't believe you do this to the Alliance. I thought us three till the end. And I'm like, us three, you two are closer than you are to me. And I'm closer to Cliff. Like we've known this. Jess has said to me in the past, you're closer to Cliff and I'm closer to Kat or whatever. And then Kat turned to me and Kat was like, you know, you need to play your own game. You need to be an independent woman. You need to make the choice that's best for Nicole. And again, Cliff was my best choice. That's my guy. So I'm like, okay. Like, and again, we're both upset. And she was like, right now you are playing Nick's game. You are not playing Nicole's game. You're not thinking straight. You need to ask yourself, what would your parents think of you right now? What would your students think of you right now? And again, it being a very highly emotional day that set me off. I started crying. I was like, what your cat? I can't believe you'd say that to me. So I stormed out of the storage room and was very emotional. Um, and then people were like, what would she say? And I'm like, no, she told me, you know, what would my parents think? What would my sisters think? What would my students think that I'm playing Nick's game and I'm not being an independent woman? And that hurt so badly because I knew I was playing my own game. And to have somebody accuse me of otherwise for a man like that, that just like annoyed me. So I was very upset. Then she was upset, very upset. And then she came up to me in the kitchen. She's like, how dare you spin it? And I was like, Kat, I'm, I'm not doing this right now. It's, eviction's coming up. We'll just see what happens. 
and I walked away from her. So we didn't end on the best terms and that hurt my heart so badly because I would never put her up moving forward. Like she was my ally. I love her so much. So it was just a crappy, crappy situation. And that's why going into the next HOH, I was so fired up and I was yelling things out like, I am strong. Anthony's strong. I I don't disappoint. I was just so infuriated that she brought up my family and my students. I'm like, that's not what this is about right now. So it just annoyed me. Yeah, they they really uh, they talked a lot about how they they felt like you were under the thumb of of Nick at that point, and they felt like you were being played. And they were like, "Oh, I, we can't wait until Nick turns on her and evicts her." Um, like uh, it was very uh, they they were very very. I, I think uh, Cat was was not taking the the eviction very well, which you know I don't most people don't. Cat taking it well. Jess is her ally, so Je- her number one, so she's not taking it well. And moving forward into future weeks, Jess would continuously bring up. Um, me and Nick and even after Nick was evicted it was I don't understand your friendship I don't understand and I'm like Jess he's gone so there was like a hang up there mm-hmm. uh, I did have a question from uh, May Rose in uh, my, my discord channel uh, who wanted to know uh, we saw a cat often trying to paint a target on you the cat's now gone uh, so you've seen, you've seen all, the, all the cat stuff what was your impression of cat who did you think she was loyal to in the game were you surprised to hear what she was up to behind the scenes um, I kind of viewed, it's tough because like I said, I would never judge my own game and I've navigated and, you know, friendly with everybody and who's the close target. Nobody really knows. So I didn't fault myself for that. I didn't fault Cliff when he did it. I didn't fault Nick when he did it. I didn't fault Kat when she did it. I knew Kat was close to me and close to Jess. I knew she was close to Mickey and Holly. And that's just like, it's something that I never questioned because it is a game. And it's kind of like, I can't expect somebody not to play their game. I can't expect somebody to only have me as their ally. Like that's just selfish. Like I understand it's a game. So like, I guess I just viewed her as I viewed myself. Like, just trying to navigate week to week, just trying to move forward. And okay, she seems like she's close with Mickey and Holly, but she's close to me, so I don't have to worry about her. What was your reaction when you found out that she did know Holly outside the game? Um, to be honest, not shocked. The, the things they said in the house, like about like, you know, oh, I know those shoes from Stagecoach or whatever. I'm like, that is sketchy as hell. Like, come on now. And then the damage control that people try to do, like, oh, no, we don't know each other. I'm like, okay. Like, and at that point, relationships outside the house don't matter. At that point, it's how close you are inside the house. And I knew how close Holly and Kat were inside the house. And that was very concerning. I knew how close Christy and Tommy were inside the house. That was concerning. Just like you could argue Sis and Jack together was concerning or Mickey and Holly was concerned. So, like, outside relationships aside, people being close in the house is scary enough, you know, so that was a concern nonetheless. Yeah. All right. So, Cat is gone next week. It's Jackson that's going to pull out the HOH win. Um, and this was an important one for him because there was this six deal made to uh, to take him out. Um, oh, he's going to swing. I knew he was going to come into power. <laughs> yes. Uh, and so Cliff immediately got to work doing damage control as well. Uh, you know, talking about like the deal that was made and explaining it away. Um, and Cliff really uh, puts uh, a lot of w- work in for you as well, saying that uh, Nicole needs to come along with us. Uh, I- I'm not going to. She's the one person that you know, I'm, I'm not going to leave her behind. Um, and uh, and Jackson was like, all right, like uh, that, that can work. Um, Holly was a little hesitant at first, but uh, the, the, this is the kind of the beginnings of the eventual four that, that comes together. And what was interesting at that time, you know, Mickey comes into power and I'm like, good. I'm glad I exposed that six alliance because I don't want to go down for it. I don't want Mickey to, you know, someone to tell Mickey, oh, Nicole and Cliff came up with this. And then me and Cliff up on the block. But then I hear that Cliff told him, you know, don't put Nicole up. 
Um, you know, she, it's not her fault. She's been through enough. She had a rough day with what Kat said to her. Um, and I'm like, oh my gosh. And I'm thinking to myself, I just blew up this six. And from my perspective, good. Let Christy or Tommy or Cisco on the block. But in that moment, I'm like, crap. If Mickey nominates Cliff and or Nick, I'm going to feel so horrible that I exposed this six and screwed up the two people's games that I need in this house. So I'm upstairs. I was like, oh, I know Cliff said this to you, but please don't put up Cliff either. <laughs> and, you know, that's what Mickey told me. I'm going after Cliff. I'm like, sounds good. <laughs> yes. Uh, so the target is Christy. And so Christy and Sis are going to go up on the block. Uh, but uh, but this is around the time that uh, Christy is really going to continue to work on Jess. And Jess is still upset with you. And so the plan is uh, <laughs> Jess is really angry with you. And so Jess really wants to see you. <laughs> Jess really wants to see you go up and evicted over Christy. Um, and so the plan is to try and get you uh, on the block if possible. Um, after Jackson wins what? the veto. <laughs> yeah. What? This is bullshit. <laughs> I was not aware. Of I was not aware of this. Oh, mm. Nelly. Yes. I mean, it came from Jess, too. The, the, like, Jess is the one that introduced, like, she was like, Christy was just like anybody as long as it's not me. Okay, hold on. I need to say something. And you know what's so frustrating? Because I would sit with Jess and Jess would say, uh, you know, I'm just I'm just angry with you, Nicole, because you want to keep Kemi over me. And I'd be like, how long ago was that? Like, what are you even talking about? And then and then I said to her, I'm like, Jess, you voted me out. You <laughs> voted me out. And but that was irrelevant. That that wasn't important. Like, I'm like, you can't say I wanted Kevin to stay when you literally voted me out. I'm sorry. I just need to say that because she always said that I did stuff to her. and I always wanted her out, but she literally voted me out. So just say there was there's a moment. There's a moment a couple weeks uh, later that uh, that might be illuminating where uh, it was a moment between Jess and Christy. It was when Jess was on the block uh, and Jess talked about how she's Mm. felt isolated all season long um, and that that no, she's never had any allies and she's never had anybody she could rely on and uh, and, and it's been really hard for her um, and Christy was like hey you know I, I, I'm, I'm here for you now and she was like I've I've been waiting for you all season Christy and it was a very they were crying to each it was a very dramatic moment no, oh my god no offense Cliff's Angels was a thing. Like, I'm sorry we sent Cat home, but me and Cliff had your back. And I said it and roll the film. Like I said, if I win HOH, I, I'm not nominating Jess. I will not touch Jess. I will not touch Cliff. I will not touch Nick. So I don't know why she had this mentality that like nobody had her back because I had her freaking back. Right. Yeah, that was that was my response. <laughs> that was. Wow. Uh, but it it makes a little more sense that I still don't know why she interpreted it this way. But for some reason, she really felt like you were playing her uh, when you told her about the six deal and stuff like that. I, how, how would that be playing her? I don't know. About an alliance that she wasn't a part of so that she wouldn't get screwed over. Like, I'm informing you. That's helping you. You know what? That's the last I help people. I'm over it. <laughs> It's really anytime you tried to help somebody, it really backfired on you in a big way. I know, I know. I learned my lesson. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> All right. So uh, the plan to get you nominated anyway, it doesn't work out because, uh, you know, if Jackson and Holly are going to switch their target, it's not going to be on to you. It's going to be on to Nick because Holly really wants Nick gone. Um, and so this eventually uh, culminates with Taco Tuesday, uh, which blows up. And um, <laughs> what was your, what was your reaction? Well, Taco, because um, I, I did a, a reenactment of Taco Tuesday where I, I did everybody's face. Um, I, I don't remember what your face was, unfortunately. Uh, but uh, but there were lots of great reactions to Taco Tuesday. Okay. Uh, prior to Taco Tuesday, you know, I knew that, you know, Christy and Nick had had a discussion because I was eavesdropping outside the RV and Nick in trouble in the beginning of the game for being snake-like and whatnot. And then for a while he laid low and he was quiet and he'd go off and read and he'd say to himself. And then again, the pendulum swung the in the other direction. He got very caught being very transparent. So he would say to people, I'm telling you, I have Nicole, Tommy, sis, Nicole, Tommy, sis. And yeah, that's great for Nicole, Tommy and sis. But do you really want the rest of the house knowing that? Because you're just going to piss them off. So I remember talking to Christy prior to that fight and she's like, you know, I was going to flip out at Taco Tuesday. I was going to let Nick have it, but I decided against it. And Nicole being Jiminy Cricket was like, that's good. Good for you. You know, don't say anything. I'm proud of you. Keep it in check. All's good. Okay, Chrissy. Chrissy walks away. So I remember sitting in the RV with Jess and just hearing Nick be like, where's Chrissy? And I was like, damn it. I Jiminy Cricketed Christy, but I forgot to talk Nick off the ledge. <laughs> it was too late. <laughs> so I, so me and Jess look at each other like, here we go. So I walk into the kitchen and I hear, you know, the whole manifest the truth, bro. <laughs> and I'm like, Nick, just be nice. Just be nice. So I sit down and what you do in Big Brother during fights is you just sit and observe because there's nothing else to watch. And there was no big shocks to me. Everything Nick was saying, because he's so transparent, I already knew. Um, and he wasn't really helping his case in being so transparent. But I thought it was funny when Chrissy said, you know, raise your hand. if you, I'm like, Chrissy, now why the hell would I raise my hand well come on now. am i really gonna raise my hand and say oh hi everybody uh i do feel safe nick he has my back and i wouldn't nominate him come on now so i was sitting there going oh man this is bad this is really bad because now people are gonna think that nick tommy sis and myself are in a final four and that was very concerning to me yeah but uh, control again <laughs> yeah um, and I know, I know at this point you guys felt like, uh, like Nick was somebody that you were, were going to be able to, to work with, especially now that this, you know, his this rift with Christy even more. So you were in the, in the bedroom, like comforting him, like, uh, let's, let's like, let's do this. Let's work together. Yes, absolutely. Cause at that point he, I said, you know, that for the longest time he was associated with Christy and Tommy and sis. And now this big fight happens and now he's also lost Christy. So I'm like, okay, he's still close to Tommy and sis, but in losing Christy, maybe he'll be closer to me and Cliff. Now we are going to take a quick break for our sponsors and we'll be right back. Hello, it is Ryan and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And we're back. So let's get back to the show. Taco Tuesday happens. The, the, now there's going to be a flip uh, that Jackson and Holly have decided 
Turns out we're going to keep Christy around. We need her to go after Nick. Um, that's what kind of that's kind of what Hollywood wanted all along. Um, and they uh, it, it comes down to you and uh, and Cliff. You find out that this is a potential thing that's happening. You guys decide probably just go along with it. Yeah. And a lot of the discussion I had this discussion with Tommy earlier in the week. And now I know why he was on board with me to keep Christy. <laughs> um, but, you know, as a fan of the show, I'm like, you know, Christy has that fire, that desire to stay. And no offense, no offense to anybody, but I didn't see that passion or that fire in Sis. And in addition to that, as much as like, like I said, the dream team never really happened with Christy, but I did talk game with her more and I did feel that I connected with her more. Me and Sis never talk game. I never knew where she stood. Um, Sam told me before he left that Sis was coming after me. Nick told me a couple of times that Sis was coming after me. So in my brain, I'm like, yeah, Chrissy's a big threat. And, you know, she wreaks havoc sometimes. I don't really know where her head is at. But to be honest, sis scared me more. So I was fine with sending sis home. Yes. Uh, although Christy is going to start campaigning, saying that she that she's going to put you on the block next to Nick if she yeah. wins. <laughs> Um, and this is when this is when Cliff really sticks his neck out and he goes to Christy and he says look if you want to stay you can't put up Nicole that is not okay with me Uh, and Christy's like well I didn't realize Uh, okay that's fine what's so funny people knew that Cliff and I were close people knew that Cliff and I were in Zing together but they never gave the two of us like a thought as like a duo or as like a thought as a pair which is great you know we never saw the block together after that fact but I think like she said, like, oh, I won't go after you or Jess. And Cliff was like, listen, Jess, is, I, don't, I don't care about Jess. Like, you just can't go after Nicole. And it shocked me to find out how shocked she was that Cliff would want to protect me. But luckily, Cliff put him, himself out on a limb and said that. And then she came to me and was like, listen, I spoke to Cliff. If you keep me, I won't go after you. And I was like, oh, wow, I wanted to keep you anyway. <laughs> I didn't know you were coming after me. But hey, if I'm going to keep you and you're not going to come after me, that's even better. <laughs> Yes. Uh, so it's sis that goes here and we head into the, the following week. And now at this point, Christy has promised Jackson Holly the world that, uh, that she'll go up as a pawn. She will keep them. She will go after whoever. Um, and Jackson Holly right now are feeling like uh, <laughs> we're great. We're in the middle. We're uh, nobody's coming for us. Everything's great. We're playing all the sides. We don't even need to win this HOH. Uh, in fact, they've planned on throwing the, the, the following oh. HOH. Wow. That's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Holly ended up winning. She's she just threw a ball. I, I no no. How do you roll a ball that perfect? No. Well, I look. I, I don't think she was like trying to throw it. I think she was just like she just. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I don't think she was too concerned about winning, um, but she she wasn't going to like throw it off the, the rail or anything. Ah, uh, who knows? Who knows? <laughs> yes. So uh, Holly wins the HOH and she wants to get Nick out because Nick has been her white whale all season long. And uh, she wants to put Christy up next to him. She lets Christy know Christy was not pleased. Uh, and Holly was not pleased that Christy was not pleased. I don't think you said you would. Uh, <laughs> And it didn't matter anyway, because America's prankster happens. Yep. (laughs) And America chose, and this was very shocking. America chose Nick as America's prankster. Um, From my perspective, this happened because uh, the audience was very anti-Christy at this time. And they had just watched Taco Tuesday and they sided with Nick and they wanted Nick to go after Christy. And I agree with that because 
with the whole Taco Tuesday fight, like I said, nothing Nick said was a surprise to me. I'm like, he's not lying. Like, she's the one, like, you know, sitting there, like, calmly sipping tea. Like, you know, she's the one being a little sketch. So when they said, you know, Amer- there's going to be an Amer- America's prankster, I was like, hmm, Holly's HOH. Holly wanted to get out Nick previously. There was just this big fight. I said, there's a very good chance it's going to be Nick. And then I was excited because I was like, or it could be me. You never know. <laughs> you know, uh, I, I thought it was going to be you. <laughs> Damn it. I was oh. very surprised. I would have Nikki. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. I would have. I said that too. I was like, uh, I feel like this might have backfired. I feel like, uh, I don't know if America got exactly what they wanted out of this one. Yep. Um, Mickey won the veto. Yeah. So probably would have went up anyway. So. Well, if you had nominated Jackson, he wins the veto. Who would have been your, your replacement nominee? It would have been either Christy or Tommy, and I would have had to really think about it, and I probably would have spoke to Cliff, so it could have very well been Tommy. Would have been interesting. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, Nick wins America's Prankster, and now I really felt like he misplayed this whole situation. Um, I felt like with Nick as America's Prankster, all he needs to do is go to Holly and be like, hey, I'm America's Prankster, uh, let's work together. Let's uh, let's you not nominate me and I not nominate any of you or your people. Um, And yeah. Hindsight 2020, because, you know, when you're in it, you don't. well, you I was in it, but I wasn't America's prankster. So I didn't think of it from my perspective. But hindsight 2020, he could have very well gone to her and use it as leverage and said, you don't put up me. I won't put up Mickey done, you know? So it's, I don't know. It's tough. Yes. Uh, and so, you know, he had a conversation with you and with Tommy and ultimately through those conversations decided that Christy was his best bet. Uh, little did he know Christy was the original plan anyway. And so, uh, it kind of didn't work out exactly. Yeah. Didn't do much. Yeah. So Jackson's going to win that veto, keep things the same. And Nick is going to be on his way out the door. You did try to campaign for him a bit, but uh, to deaf ears, nobody wanted to keep Nick. Oh, that was such a tough week because, again, I know I knew my people. I knew who I wanted to keep safe. And you have Christy next to Nick. Again, I believe I know where Nick's head's at more so than Christie's. And I went up there and I advocated for him and kind of against Christy. And, you know, Mickey gave his eye. Oh, I agree. I'm on board. Yes, Nicole, you make valid points. And at least he at least he made me feel like I was doing something. You know, Holly was like, nope, nah, I'm not seeing it. Not going to happen. I was like, oh, OK, like I tried, but I can't put my you know neck out there too far. Yes. Uh, Jackson and Holly are also going to like continue to approach you and Cliff about a four deal. Uh, I believe this is the week they shook hands with Cliff. They went to shake hands with you and you just kind of, kind of started crying. <laughs> Listen, they I want this. I want this plan. Every bill, billboard around America. They threw it up to my face that I shook hands on a final four and I never did. And I made it a point to never shake hands on a final four because I know this game. And yes, they shook hands with Cliff, but they never shook hands with me. So when they cried weeks later, we shook on it. No, we did not. Replay the film. OK. <laughs> um, it's funny. After that conversation, uh, Holly went to Jackson. And she was like, are we concerned at all that she never actually shook on the deal? And Jackson was like, no, nah, we're good. <laughs> no. <laughs> and it was funny because I actually said like, I was a cry. I'm like, you know, we'll shake later when I'm like, <laughs> and it worked. And I was like, cool beans. Don't have to worry about that. <laughs> yeah. So Nick is going to go home that week. Uh, and then we go to the following week where it's the wall. You're up on the wall. Yep. Um, and I can tell you, I'd uh, a lot of us out there. We felt like you had this one. 
You know, I was convinced all day that it was my comp. And then when we got out there and I saw it was the wall comp, I'm like, this is it. Because I said it all season. I said it to my family before I left. I said, the wall comp is mine. So I'm like, oh my God, it's happening. Nick just got sent home. I, I'm going to do it. I'm going to win this HOH and I'm going to put up most likely like, you know, Christy and Tommy. I'm like, I'm ready to go. Let's do it. And, and then I felt. So what, what happened? Because I know that you were experiencing some pain earlier in the day. Uh, was that was that part of what happened or? Okay, so (laughs) the pain earlier in the day was Nicole was an idiot and was in socks and was like, hello. And I my feet kicked out from under me and I fell on my tailbone. And yes, America, I bruised my bottom. So my butt hurt. But (laughs) the butt hurt did not have anything to do with the wall comp. That was just due to my lack of strength. So like I was holding on, holding on, holding on. And that last tilt before I fell, my arms just couldn't do it. And I just, they just gave out. And that was the worst feeling in the world. Yeah, it was, it was a very sad moment. You know, there was a very funny moment with Jess. <laughs> have you seen that? Oh, I lived it. I lived it. I was up on that wall. And I always say I can't talk during those type of comps. I can't because if I talk, I laugh. And if I laugh, I lose motor (laughs) and I fall. So I can't I can't laugh. I can't multitask. When she fell that dramatically, I just looked away. I'm like, Nicole, don't laugh. Nicole, don't laugh. It's rude. And B, you're going to fall. But that was that goes down in history is one of my favorite moments. (laughs) It's I. I was just like the next morning, I was just, just playing it over and over in the sound clip. <laughs> oh, my God. I freaking love her. Even though she put my mouth plenty of times. <laughs> um, so it, it was sad, though. Uh, and I forgot to mention the, the pies that happened the week before oh. the prankster week. Um, the, the great pie wars of uh, Big Brother 21. That was very entertaining. Oh my gosh. I, that was, that's one of my favorite memories from Big Brother is Pie Week. I'm I, obviously, I would have liked to be in power, but I'm so glad I got that punishment, especially with like Cliff and Jess. And oh my gosh, so much fun. Oh, I, that was by far my favorite moment. Yes. Uh, so Jackson is going to win this HOH. Yes. Um, and it's again kind of a must win for him, but he, the way that he describes it afterward says that he wanted to protect you and Cliff because again, he had been talking with Holly, the, you know, at the end of the last week saying we're amazing at this game. Everybody's with us. Nobody's targeting us. Uh, how did we get, how did we get into such a big, uh, great position? We're just so low key and stealthy. Um, you know, we're just doing so well and everybody wants to work with us. Let's throw the next two HOHs. Um, but they were like, but uh, we feel bad that we're leaving Cliff and Nicole out to drive. If we throw the HOHs. Um, thank you guys. <laughs> and so, uh, so, you know, according to what Jackson said in the diary room and to you guys and to, and to Holly um, afterward, he won this one because he was worried that Tommy would go after you and wow. Cliff when in reality, Tommy was going after him and Holly. Um, and so who, who knows what happens? Yeah. Oh, my God. See, I just thought, you know, I'm like, OK, does he really want to keep me and Cliff safe? I guess because I'm like, would Tommy really put him up? I don't think so. So it was, it was like kind of like an odd moment when Mickey won, because I always said in the DR, I say like, oh, our final four, our final four. And the reason why I always said that, because I'm like, really, because Mickey's good. He's good. And I'm like, are them two really working with us? Like, I don't know. So I was very glad when he won it and said, like, I'm not going to put you in Cliff. I was like, OK, great. Sounds good. We next on to the next week. <laughs> yeah, but they also loved Tommy. And this is this is when like Tommy, Tommy was like, hey, I want to like be in communication more often with Holly. And Holly was like, I hate that he said that because 
we're like we're with Cl- we're with Cliff and Nicole, and I don't want to I don't want to lie to Tommy. I don't want to backstab Tommy. I don't want to betray Tommy. I don't want to I, I, I don't want to get rid of Tommy. I don't want to put Tommy on the block. I love Tommy, um, and so they they were really trying to to ride the middle, but ultimately they were with you and Cliff uh, over Tommy, and they they would have sided with uh, with you and Cliff over, but they had no intention of putting Tommy on the block this week. Um, Odd to me that week. I'm like, all right, they're probably a duo. They'll put up Christy and Tommy. And then when Mickey was like, Christy and Jess, I'm like, oh, no, not knowing that Jess was always saying my name. I was like, oh, no, not my other ally. Come on now. Yeah. And, and, you know, so so from Jackson's perspective, the reason why he wanted to target Jess was that he felt like that would put him in the middle of two pairs that you and Cliff would work with him and that he felt like Christy and Tommy would work with him. That wasn't true. Christy and Tommy would go after. or Yeah, would go after him. Um, But he felt by taking Jess out of the picture, that's the only person that would potentially come after him and so once that happens he's golden that was incorrect reasoning but it actually was the right move in a lot of ways because with jess gone you and cliff were forced in a position to choose between the two pairs and if it had been tommy and jess or christy and jess i think you definitely would have sided with those two over jackson and holly and that that's what's so interesting. I actually, I don't know if I ever said it to like the camera. I probably did, but I always said it in the DR. I'm like, wow, Mickey's good. And I said it day one in the boat room when he was going to be camp director. I'm like, this guy's got it. I'm tell- there's something about him. I'm a fan of this game. I just feel it. And I remember like thinking like, wow, they really navigated it well. Like they disarmed everybody. Like they got rid of sis to, to disarm Nick and Tommy, you know, they got rid of Nick to disarm Tommy. They got rid of Jess. And, like, they perfectly disarmed everybody until it was just duos. Left. Like, it was very well done. Yeah. Uh, so you did try to pitch to Holly that uh, that Christy should be the target. And it seemed like you made progress. Oh, so when it was Christy and Jess, again, not knowing that Jess is, oh, was always saying my name and wanted me to go up so badly. You know, I was like, oh, no, I'm closer to Jess. She's my bigger ally. And Christy just keeps on surviving the block. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I'm okay. Um, oh gosh, that was Chrissy. That was a really funny visual. (laughs) Chrissy knows I'm talking about her. Okay, so (laughs) dramatic close. No, (laughs) the screen was just falling, and then it goes pitch black, and I'm just like, ah. It's like it comes back and I'm gone. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we got to talk about clowns as well. So, but. Yeah, like Chrissy had survived the block so many freaking times. And I'm like, this is no bueno. Like, she's going to get all the way to the end. And that's going to be her argument. Like, hey, I survived the block. And my whole reasoning was, too, which I didn't hear my own advice down the line. But break up a duo. Why are we getting rid of Jess right now? Yeah, Uh, it it seemed like you made progress, too. Uh, You know, Holly and and Jackson had been in the middle of like a a pretty heated fight at the time. Uh, So she never had time to go like talk. She never had the opportunity to like talk to him about this. But from my perspective, it looked like Holly was flipped on the idea that she she would try to pitch that Christy go. Um, But before that can really even happen, Tommy is going to win the veto. And that means that uh, it's a no go. Uh, And again, who knows who knows the outcome of the game? If Tommy doesn't win that veto, if that plan succeeds and Christy goes, then you win the double. Then Jackson leaves in the double. Yep. Very different. Who knows? So weird. There's no way of knowing. That's what's crazy about it. Yeah. Uh, this is also when Jess finally lets you know that she feels played by you. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> like, you want to talk about a blind side? That was the day. 
when I, I walk into the bathroom um, on a crying Jessica and I'm like, Jess, what's up, girl? What's wrong? I just feel played. I can't trust anybody. And I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. You feel this way. What, like, what? Tell me. Well, there's one person that really, like, oh my gosh, who's that one person? Just to be honest, Nicole, it was a horror movie. It's you. And I was like, oh my God, what the fuck? <laughs> I was like, oh my God, what do I do? So I'm like, tie for damage control. And again, what does she bring up? You wanted Kemi to stay over me. And I'm like, yeah, that was like week two and you voted me out. So we're kind of even. And then it was, oh, you told me not to trust Nick week four. Yeah, damn straight. I told you not to trust Nick. He was trying to evict my ass. Like, come on now. And then it was, but then you wanted Nick to stay. And I'm like, yeah, because he was an ally of ours. He voted for Jack to leave. Like, she didn't understand that, like, I'm navigating the game and things change week by week by week. And I remember her just spilling everything about how I didn't tell her that Nick was America's prankster. I'm sorry. Do I need to inform you of everything that's happening in this game? Am I your Joker's updates? Am I like... You need to do that for yourself, you know? You want to know who's doing, who, like, is the prankster? Go talk to Nick, you know? Hmm. I was I was infuriated when she said it was me. I'm like, me? Me? <laughs> uh, was, it this, was it this week that it was the clowns? I forget now. Uh, which was also the question, you know, all, uh, in part two that, that got messed up. But uh, was it this week? It was on um, the week prior, prank week. It was still the- prank week. Yes. Okay. Uh, man, that was, a, that was a hefty week for shenanigans. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this was one of my favorite moments of the whole season. Uh-oh. <laughs> the clowns. It's so embarrassing. It's I was just- like, I was about to go to bed and <laughs> then they're like, no, no, we're gonna, we're gonna scare Nicole. It's gonna be great. Um, and <laughs> I was like, okay, maybe I'll watch this. I was, I was glued to the screen for like a half hour <laughs> as you come out and just immediately oh. the, the clown doing the bird. <laughs> because, no, I am very upset. And I know we're not supposed to, we're not allowed to talk about production, but the DR told me that I was safe and that no clowns would be waiting for me outside. And I said, thank you, DR. You're good people. (laughs) DR. And there's a fucking clown waiting for me. And then nobody there's like a ghost town, like guys. And everybody left. And that was freaky as hell. And then I hear things being thrown and I hear noises. And then I'm like, no, I'm an adult. I'm brave. And then I go to investigate and the lights get flickered. Like, what the hell is this? And the <laughs> bastards were hiding upstairs. Damn it. You're <laughs> just like, well, I guess I'm the only one left. I guess Nicole wins. Yay. <laughs> I was hoping. I'm like, you know what? If the evil clouds killed all of them, at least Nicole wins, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Damn it. <laughs> when they turn the lights off. Oh, hell no. I was so freaking mad at myself because no, I'm gonna go. I'm like Nicole. You can go look for everybody in this house. You're not afraid. You're okay. And every time I I I bolstered myself up, they would do something freaky, and I'd go right back to that same damn spot in the kitchen. <laughs> and then you started like like karate chopping like the doors. <laughs> because I didn't know. I didn't know there was gonna be clowns in the rooms. I didn't know where my camera. <laughs> Where I didn't know if they were split up and going to scare me. I didn't know if they were. I don't. I had no idea what was happening. And then I find Mickey in the bathroom, and he's super sketch. Right? <laughs> he's like, "Yeah, you know, uh, they told us to hide." And he just starts washing his hands like some like villainous character. So I'm like, "Okay, Mickey, like, what the hell is happening?" Oh yeah, and at one point he like kicked the dresser to freak you out. <laughs> That's. Uh, 
that was a that was a freaky ass night for me. And then I just went to bed. I refused to look at any mirror. Okay, how is it all right that the clowns threatened to kill me? Like clowns who <laughs> Christy, but I got a death threat. I got a death threat, and that's a, yes, that's a great concern. That's greatly concerning. So I and I faced the wall with no mirrors because that was not cool. And I didn't and I, I didn't do anything. I just stayed in that bed. I would have peed that bed if I had to. <laughs> Yeah, I, I love when you say "damn it," and I love when you would you used to you used to, when you hang, when you hung out with Cammy a lot. You'd always be like, "Be, be nice, be nice, be nice." Always, I say it, I say it to a lot of people. Like I said, I said it to her. I know I said it to Sam. Mm-hmm. Um, when Nick and uh, Nick. Chrissy were fighting, I was like, "Be nice." When Tommy and Mickey were fighting, uh, and Tommy said Mickey didn't deserve the money, I was like, "Be nice." You know, you always I loved it with. But yeah. yes. Damn it. As, that's one of my things when I get frustrated. Damn it! <laughs> I loved it with Cammy the most though, because Cammy was the one that listened. <laughs> like she, was, oh yeah, yeah, okay. All the time, I'm like, be nice. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I'll be nice. Okay. <laughs> She's great. Um, all right, <laughs> let's get, let's get back. Okay. To the game. <laughs> Um, Tommy and Christy did try to make a play with you to get you to vote out Cliff over Jess, um, and it, it did seem like you kind of briefly considered this but not nearly as much as the cat one i mean i heard out what they had to say and it was valid that okay if i keep cliff because they didn't know that me and cliff are working with mickey and holly so if i keep cliff it's like duos it's kind of weird whereas if i keep jess because cliff is rephrase they knew that cliff was close to mickey and holly so it's like oh nicole if you keep cliff he's closer to mickey and holly and where do you fall but if you keep jess me christy tommy and jess the four of us can all go after mickey and holly and move forward but again the way i saw it i'm like christy tommy who again the whole game i never knew where they fell because the dream team never happened i'm like them two are really close. They've been talking to Jess for weeks and they're so close. I would definitely be number four. And I thought a lot more mental comps would come down the pike. And I was very scared of Christy and Tommy. So I'm like, this does not sound well to me. And to be honest, if it was an earlier week, I would have been more upset about Cliff next to Jess because they're both my allies. But the way Jess was acting toward me in those later weeks, especially that week in regards like, I don't trust you. I can never trust you. I don't understand you. I was like, this is kind of a no brainer for me that Cliff is definitely my guy. And I don't I don't have to be so upset to send Jess home. Mm -hmm. So uh, so Jess goes home and we head into the double eviction. You and Cliff had talked extensively about what you would do in the event of the double eviction. You considered throwing the HOH. You yep. considered putting up, uh, If, but you said, mm, got to win. Yep. Um, well, t- talk me through that one first, because there are some people that are like, that's the mistake. They should have thrown the HOH. Um, and by winning it, they, they, they messed up. Well, okay. So I thought about it and I said, okay, I could throw this HOH because it, well, I didn't know at the time it would be three duos, but regardless, let's see, let's see. It's three duos. If I throw the HOH, Mickey and Holly would probably go after Chrissy and Tommy. Chrissy and Tommy would probably go after Mickey and Holly and me and Cliff would sit in the middle and be fine. But then do you really know? No, you don't know. So it's kind of like Tommy could win and decide this is the day I get out Cliff because he's weird with Mickey and them two don't go after each other. Or what if Chrissy and Tommy win, put up Mickey and Holly and Mickey or Holly wins the veto. They have to shove either myself or Cliff up there. So the more we thought about it, we were like, that's just too risky. And I know a fan's point of view was like, oh, that's so stupid. They could have just skied through. But you don't know because that game, like you're in it and things change like by the second. It could have very well happened. We're like, hey, we get Nicole out on this double. You never know. I know I'm not the biggest threat, but it could have it could have happened. 
So we just, we're here to play. If it's, we're going to fight for it. If we're meant to win it, we'll win it. Yeah. Also, you know, by the end of the game, it, it does appear that you had won a lot of credit with the jury, but uh, a lot of that came from the the fact that you won a couple of competitions at the end. And if you had thrown that one and, and you know, just had the final five veto on your record, who knows what that would have looked like. And and that's the thing. I came into the game saying I would never throw anything. I would always give my 100% and see what happened. And I, I said this a couple of times throughout the season. I think there's a very big difference between throwing something and not having the chutzpah because your back is against the wall. Because um, we see it throughout other seasons, including our season, when people's backs are against the wall, they have that fire, like beast mode comes out. So I never threw a competition. Granted, maybe I didn't have that fire sometimes because I wasn't at risk, so to speak. But I never threw a competition. So that was the only time I considered it was in that double and that's when me and Cliff were like no we're being stupid and I said why would I even consider that I said I never would I'm here to play I'm here to win if I'm, I'm going for it and we'll see what happens and that's why I'm so glad I, and I said to myself I said it to the cameras I'm like I'm so mad for even considering throwing it like what a like disgrace to the game to even consider that like I was so mad <laughs> have, you, have you seen that Cliff did throw uh, throw it when he saw that you were in the lead <laughs> I am very upset about this <laughs> I do not want a pity win. <laughs> so I'm hurt. <laughs> I don't think he would have beaten you anyway, to be clear. Yes, you're right. Nobody would have beaten me because I'm amazing and I won. <laughs> <laughs> Genuinely, though, he was like, I mean, he had one piece left, but I'm pretty sure just I'm pretty sure that you would have finished before he could have even done his first shot. I think I feel like that's the case. Yes. Yes, you're right. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, so you win and now it's, it's the decision, which pair do you side with Jackson and Holly or Christy and Tommy? Ultimately, you decide to stick with Christy and, or sorry, with, uh, with Jackson and Holly and go after Christy and Tommy. Walk me through that decision. Okay. So me and Cliff had spoken prior to the double and we're saying, you know, if it's a double, what are we doing? And we're both like, you know, we think it's better to stick with Mickey and Holly and go after Christy and Tommy. We talked about the pros and cons of both, but Mickey and Holly, yes, they went after bigger targets and whatnot, but they did keep me and Cliff safe. So there was that feeling of like, I owe them back. I should like, you know, reciprocate it and say, hey, you kept me safe. I'm going to do the same for you. And I'm going to be completely honest here. You know, throughout the course of the entire game, yes, there was a big blow up in the HOH room, but Mickey and Holly at least gave me the time of day in the sense that like they consoled me or they talked to me. And like I said, they were level headed. They were constant and they with me and Cliff, even though I sometimes called it an alliance. Chrissy and Tommy, Tommy was always political with me and always said, Nicole, I want our games to come together one day. Oh, they will. They will. But it, it never typically happened. He always said, dream team, dream team. But it never actually happened. So I was always in my gut sketched out by Chrissy and Tommy, whereas in my gut, I at least felt okay with Mickey and Holly. And also moving forward, I was like, you know, there's probably going to be more mental comps about days and memorization and whatnot. And I felt that Chrissy and Tommy together scared me more than Mickey and Holly, especially since Holly was holding out. And no offense, I didn't think she was that intelligent. Um, so yeah, in that moment, granted, if we had a week to think about it and Chrissy had a week to, ha you know, talk into my ear and whatnot, granted, it could have been different, but because it's double and it's so quick and it's just gut and impulse, that's where my gut led me. And it was like a no brainer, not even a question, Chrissy and Tommy on the block. Yeah. And personally, I think that was the right call. Um, I think that, uh, you know, if 
if you had gone with Christy and Tommy and taken out Jackson, I think Tommy probably wins the next HOH just based on how it played out. The uh, you know with if Jackson yeah. hadn't been there, Tommy would have been the lead. Um, yeah. And so then Tommy. I, I fully believe, and I'm pretty sure he basically told me this, uh, would have been wanted Holly in the end with him and Christy. Um, and so he would have put up you and, and Cliff and, and you would have won the veto and Cliff would have gone home. Um, and then, uh, and then at the final four, I think it would have been probably, I mean, I guess maybe Holly tries to side with you at that point, but she probably wins the final four HOH. Um, and then, so it's, it's just down to you and you're, you're in a must win final four veto situation again, but you're at least you're not competing against Jackson who knows, but, uh, you know, it's, it's still like, I think that I knew how close Tommy and Holly were. And that was, I didn't like that dynamic either. (laughs) Yeah. And, and, and the other thing too, is that, um, I know Cliff has said this, that he was anticipating more mental competitions, uh, heading in from final five, final four. And of course, uh, you know, part three to some extent. Uh, and that's, something that I was anticipating as well. Um, I had made a declaration uh, like weeks and weeks ago, like halfway through the season. I think it was around the time that Jess won the HOH that I was like, uh, I was like, guys, I was going over the, I think Nicole can win this game. I feel like she's positioned to get yeah, to the final five, final four. And then I feel like she's going to win those mental competitions. And then she can like, she can, I, I don't know if you've watched Big Brother Canada, but she can pull a Paris uh, and just like win her way to the end. I feel like that's a possibility. And uh, I can tell you there was, there were some doubters at the time. I, I was called, I was called a little bit crazy at the time. Um, but I was anticipating those mental competitions um, and they did not really come. And that's for me, one of the biggest storylines of the season is that uh, it's something that I've, I've recognized and I'm not tweeted out that um, in Big Brother 18, if we look at, you know, the final eight weeks of the season, essentially, uh, or for from week eight on, sorry. So the final like five weeks of the season, um, the percentage of physical competitions in Big Brother 17, Big Brother 18, around 15%. Um, and then in 19, they jumped to 30%. Yeah. And then in 20, they jumped to 55%. And then in your season, they were about at around 60%. Um, so because I, I was struggling. <laughs> yes. So it's a huge, huge increase in physical competitions yeah. and and like I tried to be generous in in my, you know, definition of a physical competition as well like um you know, uh, something like the, the puzzle competition you won. That's not physical. That's like, that's a puzzle. That's whatever. Um, but the final four veto was definitely very physical. Um, even though there were questions, they were pretty easy questions. And these comps, like as a fan of the show, I felt like I felt as though previous seasons were more like one dimensional. I feel like these were a lot more multifaceted. Like it was like, okay, you have questions, you have to knock down these boards And it's not like you have like an endless supply of bulls. Like you need to run around the yard and retrieve them. And it's like, oh, wow, that's a a lot. The part one of the HOH. Yes, there was a puzzle, but you also had to go back and forth like 50 times on this like rope break. You know, so there was a lot of multifacetedness. That part two of the HOH, yes, it was days, but there was a rock wall. So there was a lot of very physical components to it. And but again, I'm not I'm not the type to be like a sore loser or get butt hurt. Like rightfully so, Mickey and Holly won those things. Like they killed them. They're beasts. Yeah, uh, and that's that's the thing. If you incorporate a very physical element to the competition, that is going to be the the dividing line, right? Like that's going to be the thing that because most people can compete mentally most people can do puzzles most people can do you know throw a ball down a thing um but uh but not everybody can r- run across an obstacle course 25 times right back and forth uh very quickly 
not to because I didn't want to insult Mickey and Holly. So I was like, no, <laughs> I'm just going to downplay my physical prowess and not do well. That's that was my strategy. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, uh. So ultimately, you take Christy out in the double eviction. Was there? Was there? What was the decision between Christy and Tommy? Why did you decide to get rid of Christy there? Oh my gosh. My biggest reasoning was because she had survived the block so many times. Like Tommy had not yet even seen the block. And to be honest, of the two of them, I was closer to Tommy um, like in the game. But Christy, I'm like, she survived the block so many times. She manipulated, her, rightfully so, her way off the block next to Sis, next to Nick. Like she, she's very good with her words. And I could see her navigating through the rest of the weeks, you know, talking people into getting rid of other people. And then in those final two chairs saying, hey, I survived a month possibly more on the block and i i would have voted for her like that's tremendous you know what i mean so i figured her, her nine lives are up we'll get rid of her and hopefully we get rid of tommy next was that something that you were really pushing because i, I think there's there are some people that felt like this was maybe not something that you felt strongly about but that you know jackson holly had been pushing and that cliff had felt a certain way but when i talked to cliff he he said that you really kind of felt strongly that you wanted christy out so uh what, what's the truth there um, I guess I'll be I'll be completely honest. Like I knew I wanted one of that duo gone and maybe I wasn't completely sold on which one. And in that double eviction, you know, Mickey was like, we're, we're getting rid of Christy, right? And I'm like, yeah, but we'll see how the veto goes. And then Holly was like, who, Christy? I'm like, we'll see how the veto goes. You don't know. And then Cliff was like, what are we doing? I'm like, we'll see how the veto goes. So when Cliff won the veto and I knew the noms were staying the same, I was like, okay, Nicole, now you're the HOH, you're making the decision. And I remember walking up to Mickey and Holly and I'm like, what are we thinking? And they were like, Christy, right? And they were very nice to me because they were like, unless you want us to send out Tommy. And I was like, hmm. I'm like, well, if if my allies feel this strongly and Mickey's threatened and Holly's threatened and Cliff is threatened, my main concern being, you know, Cliff not, you know, feeling threatened as well. And I feel threatened. I'm like, you know what? Yeah, let's, let's stick with this. Chrissy's the good option. So I felt that way, but in that speed round of double hearing other people validate it kind of like sells you on your point. You're like, yeah, I am right to feel that way. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, um, so Christy goes, and then you get to the next HOH. This is another very crucial competition. Uh, the last non-physical competition, basically, that you guys are going to get. Um, and Jackson is going to pull out the win and yeah. keep himself safe. Uh, he is going to genuinely go and target Tommy uh, with Cliff as the person next to him. Uh, doesn't even consider putting you on the block. Uh, doesn't even consider what would happen if you won the veto. I know. This is what this is what like infuriates me, but also makes me happy. There's a certain to a certain extent in this game, a lot of people didn't consider me. Like they didn't consider me as a nom, or they didn't consider me as a replacement nom, or they didn't consider me as house guest choice, Jess, in a veto. You know what I mean? So a lot of people, which is it helped my game, it was good. But in that week, Mickey didn't even consider like what if Nicole were to win? And I that just so that's so interesting to me. Yeah. Um so uh so you win the veto. It's BB Comics. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We, I was concerned at the time that they were going to do what they did the previous season, which was like the obstacle course BB Comics, in which case, uh, well, you know, handed, handed to Jackson again. Um, but uh, but you win and it's yeah. a great moment. And I, I did a Nicole wins stream on Twitch. Um, it was very it was popping. People loved it. Oh, that's so great. <laughs> um, and so you have the veto. You pretty quickly surmise. OK. I take Cliff down. Holly goes up. Send Holly home, right? I mean, 
Oh, man. Okay. So obviously I win the veto. And I believe when it comes to to veto or not to veto, you veto. Why not? Wreak some havoc. That's how I see it. So and obviously Cliff's my guy. I'm not even going to chance the fact because Mickey and Holly are very smart. I'm not even going to chance the fact that they might go, hey, let's break up a duo. So I'm going to take my guy Cliff off. Holly, the showmance, is forced to go up. How freaking tremendous is that? I'm a fan of the show. How great would that look if little old Nicole and Cliff are the final duo standing and they send home half a showman's during the other half of the showman's HOH? Yep. 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 So you make a deal with Tommy. (laughs) With that thought process in mind, (laughs) if it was a double, I I very firmly believe that Holly would have gone. Mm Mm-hmm. Having a week long to think about it and work out the pros and cons and figure out what's going on up until the last freaking second, me and Cliff ultimately decide to keep Holly. And the, the problem with that week was I felt that Cliff was closer to Mickey and Holly. So I did feel like the fourth week wheeled to a tricycle. And Cliff felt that I was closer to Tommy and that he'd be screwed moving forward because I would potentially take Tommy with me which wouldn't have happened. But so we were both concerned about the other person and who their ally was. And we were concerned for ourselves. So instead of like me doing what was best for my game and Cliff doing what was best for his game, the two of us compared notes and we're like, okay, what's best for our game and how do both of us get to final three? So more we spoke about it. We're like, you know what? If we're going to go into this next week, final four, who do we want to compete against? Do we want to be competing against Mickey and Tommy or Mickey and Holly? And we, thought about Mickey and Tommy. Like, okay, they're both physical threats and mental. Mickey has proven to know a lot he leads on. And Tommy knows all the days. He has everything in the house memorized. He's very smart. Versus Holly, who is also a physical threat, but is not the brightest and won't do as well in mental comps because we didn't know she was holding out on us. Kudos to her strategy. Um, and ultimately, we decided, you know what? We have a better chance of beating Holly. Because when it comes down to like the final four, final three, you got to win stuff. There's no more like, you know, strategy. It's ultimately winning. And we were like, you know what? We have a better chance of both beating Holly and making it to final three. So we stuck with that. And then with the whole fight that happened, we teetered back and forth again. And it was a clusterfuck. Up until the last few seconds. <laughs> um, so, I mean, I, I remember you, you had you decided to keep Tommy. And, and let me tell you from from the outside perspective, um, you know, as somebody that, that cares a lot about the strategy and you had a lot of people asking me, like, what do you think, Taryn? Um, my answer was, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what to do. I don't think there's a right choice. <laughs> that's what's so crazy in that boat room prior to the eviction i'm a very firm believer in my gut and my feeling and for the first time in the entire game i couldn't feel i couldn't feel my gut i had no idea and i remember cliff turning to me and being like now nicole what are we doing and i said cliff i i don't know i have no inkling i have absolutely no idea i'm like cliff right now i can't trust myself because i have no idea what i'm thinking i'm like i trust you what are you thinking and cliff said well i feel more comfortable with holly but i know you don't and i said yeah and he goes but how can we fix that we'll make a deal for her to throw the HOH and the veto, would that make you feel better? And we figured the two of us, our best option of getting to final three was yes, keep Holly, but make her make a deal to throw the HOH and the veto. Did I believe she was going to do such things? No. But I figured, you know what? Tommy scares me. He scared me the whole entire game. Let's get rid of him. And hopefully Holly will adhere to her word. If she doesn't, we'll go from there. Yeah. And I can, I can tell you, uh, I, I put out a poll um about this uh on on twitter 
And uh, the the question was, you know, should uh, should Nicole and, and Cliff evict Tommy or Holly? And uh, there were like uh, 10,000 votes or something and uh, 8000 votes. And uh, for a long time, it was 50 50. Wow. Holly and Tommy. Uh, at, at the end of it, it went a little bit Holly uh, over Tommy, but uh, but it was a very tightly contested thing. We talked about it on the roundtable, um, and I said, you know what? I feel bad for Nicole and Cliff because whichever direction they go, uh, people are going to look back at this decision and tell and call them idiots. That's the thing. It didn't matter if and I. This is what I argue to people because a you don't know. You could say, what if Ovi had stayed? What if Jack had stayed? You could say it with anybody. However, if we had voted out Holly, people go. Oh, you broke up a showman's and Mickey and Tommy would both be singular and they both want to take you to final three. That's not the case. Mickey is a very intelligent man. Tommy is a very intelligent man. We go into final four. There's a very good chance. And again, it's not a double. It's a week long where they have to talk to each other and strategize. Mickey and Tommy could have very well said to each other, hey, why are we bringing a duo to final three? Let's break them two up and let's go to final three together. Okay, Tommy. Okay, Mickey. So there was a very good chance that I could have gone out fourth and then Cliff would have gone out third and your final two would be Mickey and Tom. You know, there's no way of really knowing how it would have worked out. All I know, and I'll be honest, Tommy scared me the entire game, and I'm sure he knows that because I've told him that. Um, and I really thought I'd have better odds, at least, of beating Holly. Yeah, uh, I, I think you know. Ultimately, it did come down a little bit. You know, I, I felt like it was it was a, a little bit better for you if Tommy stayed, and a little bit better for Cliff if uh, if Holly stayed. Um, and ultimately, it, it, it comes down to that big day long confrontation. Uh, a lot of people wanted to know, like uh, how much did Jackson's lie uh, play into the decision because uh, you know, he is going to eavesdrop on the pitch and then use the pitch against Tommy. And that sort of precipitates the big confrontation. Um, So uh, what would be the answer to that? Oh my gosh. So I don't know if this was aired or shown or whatever on the feeds, but I remember sitting in the RV with Cliff trying to sort through things and Mickey came in and he's like, guys, I need to tell you what Tommy just told me. And I knew he was blowing smoke. And that's why I got dead quiet. That's why I was pissed off. And that's why I stormed off and went to the bathroom and got emotional. And Mickey thought I got so emotional because, you know, Tommy would say these horrible things. That wasn't necessarily the case. I was so pissed off because I'm like, oh, my God, we're at this point in the game. And Mickey is coming up with such an elaborate lie. It's so unnecessary. Just be a straight shooter. I'm over it. And that's why I was so frustrated. So I just went to bed that night. I'm like, I'm not even dealing with it. Next morning, me and Cliff decide, okay, we're keeping Holly. But then we go and talk to Tommy again. And I'm like, ah, this is not clarified. So I called a house meeting. I said, one of you is blowing smoke. Commence. (laughs) Um, And in sitting there in that kitchen fight, it just validated what I thought. I knew Tommy was telling the truth. I knew Mickey was lying. Um, I I saw right through it. Mickey is a very, very good, but very bad liar. Um, Yeah. And when he says, just own it, I'm like, oh, my freaking God. (laughs) Ridiculous. That's a breadism. Um, Tommy is being rock starred. I am not okay with this. I'm over it. I'm done. And then it comes to the conversation in the bathroom. And yes, that did sway me. Mickey's like, we kept you guys safe. And I'm like, yeah, and we kept you guys safe. And I said to him, I said, 
How many times did I say I would die on the Mickey sword? I never once said the Holly sword. I always, because I always respected Mickey's game since day one in the boat room when I voted for him as camp director. There was something about him. So I'm like, I said I'd die on the Mickey sword. I didn't say the Holly sword. I never shook your guys' hands. You know, I, I see, it came back to help me. I'm like, I never shook your hands. You have to understand you guys disarmed everybody and that was smart. So you understand the art of disarming. Of course, I'm going to want to disarm you. So there's this big fight, you know, whatever. They say how much they kept us safe. And I said, I kept you guys safe during the double so you can't say that so we're going back and forth going back and, forth. and it wasn't so much that although yes mickey getting emotional did make me think like wow that's a genuine emotion like i i'm buying into this it was more so tommy tommy was not advocating for himself he was not showing that fire and that desire to stay didn't pull me to a side you know and be like nicole this is not the truth this is what's happening nicole please listen to me. he didn't do any of that and then he just went and he sat in the nom chairs and that to me whether it was true or not i'm like he's he's given up like something's not right here he doesn't want to plead his case anymore maybe he is lying so that did weigh on me and then ultimately you know cliff making this deal for holly to throw the hoh and possibly the veto was like the selling point but it wasn't so much the fights themselves but mickey getting emotional and tommy not getting emotional right before eviction that made me kind of go you know what this is my decision oh, man it's too you know the same thing happened to sam i, I talked to tommy about like uh sam probably would have stayed if he had gotten himself involved on day 44 and uh, and then the same thing happens to tommy uh you know uh, like 44 days later um cat got so emotional and involved herself people like oh no poor cat whereas sam was too quiet and people are like why are you just letting this happen and that 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 was that did weigh on my brain when it came to tommy you fight tooth and nail all the way down to the end uh so tommy is evicted Yep. We get to the final four. Uh, now, this deal has been made for Holly to throw the HOH. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I love that face. <laughs> um, and so uh, now I can tell you how it came off in the episode uh, that um, and certainly how it appeared afterward as well, based on Holly and uh, uh, Jackson's conversations. That Holly really did not want to follow through on this deal, um, but that Jackson was on the sidelines being like, Holly, you got to stay true to your word. Uh, true motivation being he doesn't want Holly to be immune if you or Cliff win the veto. Um, well, yeah. So good. So good. So she drops. And you have won the final four HOH, which is pretty important because uh, throughout the rest of the week, Jackson's going to be like, oh, I wish I could evict Nicole. Um, <laughs> Son of a bitch. See, I can't be mad, though, because I, I wanted to win that veto to get rid of him. <laughs> yeah. Um, and also, and Holly, by the way, I don't know. I'm just, Holly, the rest of the week is going to. I should have won that HOH. That was my HOH. I definitely would have won it. Uh, and now, oh, look at Nicole. Nicole bullied, so Nicole bullied me into throwing that HOH. And uh, like, she's showing her true colors. Oh, no way. Okay, listen. Yes. Cliff came up with that deal. And yeah, I jumped on board with it. Why would I not? And Cliff shook her hand on it. I didn't. I've said this time and time again. And hell, I'm going to repeat it again. A handshake and eye contact mean nothing to me. And that and I don't mean that as an insult. In New York, we will stab you while shaking <laughs> your hand. So that means nothing to me. So yes. Okay, Holly, that's great. Throw the HOH, throw the veto. Yes, yes, yes. And in my brain, I'm like, if you do it, that's strategy. That's game. That's good for me and Cliff. And that's your decision. But I didn't expect her to. I was solid on that rope and I was going to keep on going until my hands were bleeding. 
I was up there thinking if she throws it, that's her choice. That's her game decision. That's good strategy on my part. If she doesn't, rightfully so, it's a game. I wouldn't be butthurt. So I was not in any way, shape or form expecting her to throw it. And you could replay the footage. I never once turned to her and said, Holly, you promise jump off the (gasps) rope. I never did that. I just was in my zone. And I'm like, what's meant to be will be. It was Mickey who was like, Holly, come on. you got to And then that's it. Standing on the ground. And she's like, I threw it. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I win. You know, but I was not expecting it. I did not once even give her eye contact, like, mm-hmm, jump off that rope. I never did. I love this voice and the mannerisms because I feel like that is how Holly saw you at that time. Right. I know she did. I feel like she I feel like she's probably come around at this. I feel like she was upset that week. She was she felt like that should have been her HOH. So hopefully she's come around on this. But uh, like, uh, all right, Holly, come on. Yeah, let's be real here. I never once bullied you, looked at you, gave you like the eye, gave you the signal. I didn't do shit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was uh, your boyfriend. Um, So. Jackson is going to win the final four veto. Uh, the must win. This is it. This this was the moment. I know. Um, or at least one of the moments. The thing is, Cliff made a deal with Mickey. So if Cliff had won the veto, he said he was going to bring Mickey. And I respect mm-hmm. I respect Cliff's game. And I said, Cliff, if you win that veto, you do what's best for you. I won't be butthurt. We'll go into final three with Mickey. The loophole, which me and Cliff shook on, was if Nicole wins the veto, I choose what happens. And what I wanted to happen, it was our loophole, is we would send Mickey home and go to final three with Holly. And I was so freaking close. Two minutes away. Ugh. Look, if that final four veto is how it usually is. You you win that thing <laughs> like uh, like uh, like that was such a it's like it was three super easy questions and then the rest of it was like running a ball back and forth like uh, it was it was it was frustrating it was frustrating um, physical but with that being said it was so physical and I Mickey beat me by two minutes so I'm I'm proud <laughs> I think you had better aim than him I know I I I was so the the thing that really screwed me up was that last question Ovi and David because I kept on trying to hit the balls that way and I was so tired and so exhausted I'm like, almost there I'm almost there and then I finally kicked it a little bit that way if I just kicked it that way a little bit sooner I would have gotten them down and I would I would have beat them and that's what sucks yeah um so uh well, how did you feel by the way like uh Cliff it's at this point that Cliff really starts to like, he makes a deal with Jackson that Jackson will take him to the final two. He goes and he tells you about that. Then he runs back to Jackson. He says, just to clarify, I'm not taking you to the final two. I'm taking Nicole to the final two. Uh, and, um, and, and this is when Jackson and Holly try to do their best to convince you and, and Cliff that they're going to evict each other. Um, to, to, I mean, it, uh, it was, Hollywood, Holly went up to you. She, oh yeah. Yeah. We kind of, we both understand that's, yeah, I don't know why they were doing this because it still just came down to who won the veto. Yeah, like that whole it's so it's funny because final seven was a very awkward time. And I remember being in the storage room with everybody coming in. And out. I'm not coming after you. I'm going after them. And everybody was just pointing guns at each other. And I was over it. Then Jess went and I broke up and got rid of Christy. So it kind of diffused it. And Final Five was okay, with the exception of that big fight. Final Four was such an awkward week. And I think Mickey, Holly and Cliff can all attest to this. Final Four was the sketchiest, weirdest, I don't even know what it was week. And my message to Cliff is like, oh my God, just lie. Who gives a crap? Tell Mickey, yeah, 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 I'm taking you to Final Two. Just that, who gives a crap? Just lie. 
why? He like, oh, and he told me, oh, I told Mickey I'd take him to final two. And what does Nicole say? Okay, like, I'm not Cliff. Cliff, if that's what you decide to do with your game, that's fine. And then Cliff got so guilty that he went and told Mickey, like, never mind, never mind, I'm bringing Nicole. Like, he didn't have to do that. Like, you don't have to have a guilty conscience all the time. And this is the person that had a guilty conscience and told people stuff. But um, you know best. Yes, I would know. I did it when I told Jess about that six. You know, like, uh, so I get it, but he could have, uh, he should have just lied and not felt so, so he had like the weight of the world on him that week, um, Cliff. And I know why, because he wanted to be in the finale and I want him in the finale. And Mickey and Holly were trying to cover their track. It was just weird. It was so weird. Yeah. So then Jackson lets you know that this is the final three right here. Um, and, uh, will <laughs> be the final three. Uh, look, look, it's, uh, if you think about it, that's really your fault, and we're the victims here. It's you know none of this would have happened if you hadn't just uh, just stuck with it in the first place. Yeah, because here's my argument, and I would like to voice this: my personal character is a person of empathy and compassion and forgiveness. So way back early in the game, despite what Bella did and said, I still had empathy, compassion, and forgiveness. And me and Bella moved forward because that is my character. Mickey's argument was that his character is a man of integrity and a handshake means something and he would never go back on that. But... We did it first, so he's able to do it. And that pissed me off because if your character at the core of your being is integrity, there would be no conditions. There'd be no excuses. There'd be no reasons. You would still follow through with it despite anything. With that being said, I would have respected it so much more and I would have gotten so much less pissed off that week if he said, it's a game and I'm keeping I would okay. I just I couldn't take the reasoning and the justification and the I'm a martyr and you're a horrible person. I couldn't take it. I couldn't take it. And you were telling him that you were like, look, you played me. Congrats! Like, just admit it and like we're cool. And he would be like, but it wasn't like that. not the game I wanted to play. It was never my intent. You guys did it first. When you guys considered getting rid of her, that's what did it. And I'm like, no, Mickey, look at me. You're good. You're a great competitor, great game player. I see you. Well done. Just say it's a game. I'm taking Holly. Done. Again, I'm from New York. We're straight shooters. Just say it. Yeah. Uh, But doesn't work. Cliff tries to do the the threat with the jury vote plan. Uh, It does really piss Jackson off. I enjoyed that. I'm not gonna lie. And it also makes Holly really happy. Like it was so funny because Jackson not gonna vote for me. How dare he? Uh, and he was like stomping around, like shuffling cards. And Holly was just like, "Oh, that's so terrible." <laughs> and she was like so chipper the rest of the night. Yep. <laughs> um, doesn't work though. Uh, and Cliff is going to go home, leaving you with Jackson Holly in the final three. Um, you compete in part one, doesn't go well. Did I? He <laughs> comes down to part two. This was your shot. Um, tell me what happened. I done fucked up. That's what happened. <laughs> no, but apparently. I was told after the fact that I only had the clown question wrong. And if I had just switched the clown question, I could have potentially beat Holly. But instead, I went and changed Al the alien and therefore had two wrong and then put the clowns back to the right one and then had to go and put Al the alien back to the right one. So I, I instead of just changing the clowns, I went back and changed one that was correct. So I wasted two travels up the wall. So I, I, uh, I messed it up. I was yeah. shocked hell um because you know i'm in the house waiting for holly to complete hers and i was like damn she did that fast 
Yeah. And also like, uh, I felt like those questions weren't exactly the most difficult. Like most of the days were like on, uh, on events. The only difficult one was the clown one because that wasn't an event. The only ones that we struggled with and Holly agreed were the clowns, Al the alien, and maybe the luxury comp, but her and I Mm. both figured out the luxury comp. So the two difficult ones that weren't on a memorized day, so to speak, were Al the alien and the clowns. So really, when it came to me and Holly, what it came down to, I feel, was speed climbing up that freaking wall. Yeah. And she so in the episode, she said that in the diary room, she said that she had never been on a rock wall before. But people were very confused about that because prior to that episode, they had seen on her Instagram. She was like, I have a rock wall at my apartment. And it was a picture of her on one. What? What? I've been on the rock wall. You know what rock wall I've been on? You know, like the children's playground, how they have a little rock thing that you climb up to get like inside. It's yeah. like two I've been on that. Okay. But I'll admit it that I've been on it. She got <laughs> that she's ever been on a rock wall when she's freaking fucking spider woman. Come on now. I don't know what the truth is here, but um, all lies, all of it. <laughs> can you tell? Can you explain? Also, there was some talk about like that you had uh, maybe like passed out at some point. Uh, what 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 happened there? Okay, so this was prior to the comp even taking place. I had I can't talk much about like production, obviously, but I walked outside and you know they get you prepped. So I read the. Um, the host cards, like, this is the final part, part two of the HOH. The winner will face off against Mickey. So I did that. And during that, I couldn't catch my breath. I was very, very nervous, very anxious. And the fog machine was very, very powerful. And I couldn't catch my breath, but I didn't understand why. So I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm just very anxious. So then I went to sit down to put on the correct sneakers and to get harnessed up and, you know, whatnot. So I'm about to get harnessed up and I, I'm just like, I can't breathe. And, you know, the helpers are like, what? And I'm like, I'm really dizzy. So I jump up. I don't know what my plan was. My plan was to run away from my dizzy self. So I <laughs> up and blacked out, hit the ground. Next thing I know, I'm being carried into a safe spot where I was given Gatorade and all my levels were checked. And I was able to sit there and collect myself for probably like an hour. Um, and I was asked if I was able and willing to compete. And I was like, yes, I want to get out there. I want to play this competition. Let's go. I got out there. I was harnessed up and then I was shown the game and whatnot. And then I clicked my start button. So I blacked it. It was so embarrassing, but I blacked out due to, they said, most likely the CO2 machine. And I was breathing so shallowly and quickly because I was nervous that I like suffocated myself and blacked out. Um, But it was before the comp even took place. And I didn't even like my timer didn't start. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, So you lose part two. That's that's basically it here for your game. Um, Ultimately, you collected for the final two chairs. (laughs) Um, Ultimately, you you are evicted uh, by uh, Jackson, who wins part three. Um, And then you uh, you cast your vote for Holly. Yep. And you said that uh, it's the last week that has, has basically changed your mind on this. You know, going through the entire game, I was like, Mickey's a beast. He is a comp beast. He's good. He's good. And don't get me wrong. He deserved to win. And I, I kind of deduced by the way the jury was, you know, asking questions and talking that they were leaning toward Mickey. Um, But in that final week was when I actually sat down with Holly and spoke to her about her strategy coming into the game and what she did week to week to week to week. And I sat there and I was like, oh, my gosh, this girl had like a similar strategy to me. Um, She got like no credit for it from anybody. And she beat my ass 
in like these final HOH comps. Like she was right behind Mickey in part one and part two, she smoked me, you know? So I'm, I'm like thinking about her strategy and what she's saying, like, oh, I lay low and I built connections and I had a good social game. And um, like just the way she explained it, I never gave her enough credit the entire season, especially toward the end when she came out and did what she said she was going to do. She was going to go balls to the wall and do better in comps. And she was hiding how smart she was. And I was like, damn, this strategy, I didn't give her credit for it. And I didn't see it. And I wanted to give her some credit for it. Yeah. Um, did you, what were your thoughts on on your jury uh, potential if you had made it to the end? Um, I know you planned on taking Cliff to the end. Did you feel like you could beat Cliff? I don't know. I, there, I thought about this a lot. And I think there was a good chance that Cliff could have and would have beat me. But my whole reasoning was, you know what? Cliff's my guy. He helped me out so much in this game. I rather, and I know it's horrible. Fans are going to come through the screen and smack me, but I rather lose to him than win to somebody else. That was my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Cliff, because he fought his way back so many times, I thought he had a better shot of beating me. But when I won things toward the end of the season, I'm like, huh, I might have a better argument. And I know sometimes people viewed Cliff as sketchy and sneaky and, you know, whispering and eavesdropping. And I'm like, maybe in that sense, my social game was better and I could beat Cliff. Um, next to Holly or Mickey, Mickey, I feel like me and him are apples and oranges. So people could say, oh, from a competitive standpoint, Mickey all the way. And I feel like he could have won against me. But on a social level, if they viewed it that way, maybe I could have won against him. But I kind of view myself like Holly. So I still think Mickey would have won. Um, but I like to think I would have won. See, people ask me, they say, do you think you would have won? I said, hell yes. I would have won against everybody because you have to go into this game saying I'm going to win. Um, but next to Holly, I think me and her are very similar. So I think people would compare our social games and they would compare our comp wins. And I think because I wasn't a part of that big alliance, I think I may have pissed off less people and I would have would have had a better shot of winning than Holly, I think. Well, I asked everyone in the backyard uh, what they would have done. And I you would have creamed Holly, according to the jury. Um, now, granted, this is, you know, and some people have said this is after they found out that you won America's favorite player. Um, so who knows how honest they're being. But I did get that sense from the jury roundtable as well. And and basically what like the sense that I got is that there was a perception of you in the jury house that you were like this undercover secret genius mastermind. Like they were back onto like, she's Vanessa Russo. Like uh, (laughs) I talked to Kat and she was like, look, either she was clueless and got dragged along or she was masterminding the whole thing. And I was like, I feel like it's in the middle. I don't know. (laughs) Listen, it was a lot of going with my gut and my feeling and navigating week by week, day by day, like hour by hour. And some, a lot of that was luck. A lot of it was me saying, this feels right. A lot of it was me saying, this is what has to happen. So I like to give myself a lot more credit. <laughs> yes. No, I, I think, you know, uh, I, I think it's, a, it's very difficult. You know, it's very easy to look at Jackson's game. He won a ton of competitions. He lied to a bunch of people. Uh, it's very easy to sort of judge that for the most part. It's very difficult to analyze your game, especially because you were such a fan favorite for so long um, oh. that, you know, for for like uh, if I if I was talking about how much I, I love Nicole on the show, people are like, oh, why are you saying she's great at the game? I'm, like, oh, I'm not necessarily saying that. I'm saying I, I like Nicole as a person, <laughs> um, you know, uh, and so like it's very it was very difficult to sort of analyze your game. 
I think for a lot of people uh, throughout, because not only is it tied into how much people love you, but also it's a very under the radar game. And, you know, you, there are moments where you you're wavering um, and you know, people don't always know, like the full thought process that goes yeah. behind, into like the decisions that are, you're making. So hopefully they listen to this podcast and have a better idea. That's the thing. I hope people see that my wavering was never me being like, I don't know what to do. Who should I? Put? It was never that. It was more so here's the pros and cons of this person. Here's the pros and cons of this person who feels right in my gut right now moving forward. Yes. All right. Um, I did have another question from my uh, my discord here from Regina. Uh, wh- who, what's the most surprising thing you've learned outside the house? Oh, man. Um, most surprising. Probably that Cliff allegedly threw that double HOH. What the hell is that about? Uh, it's also a little bit shocking. Not shocking, but it's like, oh, OK, that Holly and Kat actually do know each other. It's like really all that trouble. And they do like, oh, my God, that was a big fight. And then it blew over, but it didn't blow over. And then it comes. Like, you know, it was like, really? <laughs> oh, yes. And we forgot to talk about Tommy and Christy. I take that back. The biggest thing I learned is that Holly said she was never on a rock wall, but then there was a picture of her on a rock wall. <laughs> That's what I'm upset about. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but what, what about Tommy and Christy? What, what were your feelings on that? I mean, eh, I, I, there were so many sketchy instances between them as well that it was like, it's, it's shocking. Like, wow, people went into the house knowing each other. What the hell? I walked in alone. I would have loved to see my cousin walk in, you know, but so it's shocking. But it's also like, damn, I should have been privy to that. Yes. Um, I also I have one from uh, from EVM uh, who says, Nicole, I'm a child psychologist in New York. You are an amazing example of strength and acceptance to kids. I'm wondering what uh, were the influences in your life to have such a great attitude and what are your plans going forward? Oh my gosh, 100%. The influences in my life are my family, especially, and it's nothing against anybody else, but especially my mom and my one sister, because my mom, I've, I've been through a lot in my more so adult years. And my mom taught me so much about like, it's not worth it. Life is too short. Forgive, move forward, move on. Don't carry that burden. Don't carry that hate. And my sister taught me, keep it in check. Don't flip out at the you know at a dime. Don't put your head on the guillotine for people all the time. Like be cautious, be careful, bite your tongue, think before you speak. So those like elements that they both taught me, like helped me so much in the game. Cause at moments when I wanted to start screaming, it's like, no, that's not appropriate. It's not relevant or people I was mad at. Yeah. But you need to move forward in the game. Like positively, you can't harbor all this negativity. So like definitely from them, I've learned so much and my plans moving forward. I don't know. I'm just kind of, I'm blown with the wind right now. I'm doing interviews. I'm I'm on social media attempting to navigate that. And yeah, just blown with the wind. I would like to either go back to the preschool or another education job, maybe like a student advocate, but I gotta, gotta figure out where the wind blows me. <laughs> well, I, I, I couldn't imagine a better role model and example for for kids growing up. Uh, you, you are fantastic um, as as a person, um, and and you were great in the game too. Um, so uh, thank you for uh, for for being you. Oh, thank you for accepting me. <laughs> 
<laughs> that was that was it too. You know, like uh, like watching you at the start of, the, and you talked about this, like your growth throughout the season. Um, but it was so it was so sad, like watching you, you know, talk about like uh, you know, th- you haven't had many friends that have accepted you for who you are, and then like you know, you know, unfortunately, watching like your friends in the house, like Jess and Cat, like um, like not being the truest. It was like, no, Nicole needs true friends. Um, but I'm so I'm so. <laughs> Like I, yeah. Like I didn't even know Jess was saying my name, and that's why, like that storage room incident, whether it was supposed to be motivational or not, that's why it hurt so much. Because I'm like, oh my gosh, like people that I actually do consider friends, like really. Mm-hmm. Um, but but it did feel like by the end of the season, like you'd really come into your own, and like you didn't you didn't need people to to validate you because you 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 felt you felt the inner strength um and that's that's so valuable and important and and, and inspiring oh uh, thank you so much listen you put nicole from day one in a final three with a showman's i think i would have imploded <laughs> and just been like a smoke outline nicole day what 86 or whatever probably later day 90 being with a showman it's like i i did come into myself because i was so comfortable and just just myself and it was i don't know it's amazing it was amazing transformation yes that's 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 so great uh i i know that uh you know uh we when we do the roundtables we do you know who's your favorite player you you were on top for most you and cliff for the most part but uh, i believe you got more than cliff um so (laughs) you were you were an rhap fan favorite as well nice yes (laughs) that's awesome Uh, all right. So um, where can people find you? Oh, <laughs> I, was like, I was like, oh, God. <laughs> Physically, yes. Where can people find you if they're looking to, to meet you in person? Uh, no, on social media. Okay. I am on Instagram at Strong Island Nicole. And then I'm on Twitter. I'm pretty sure it's at Strong Island Nicole 2. Possibly. It's <laughs> at Strong Island NI2. Okay, that's what it is. You got it. You, we can work on that. Okay. <laughs> wow, I don't even know my own social media. That's bad. <laughs> I'm trying, guys. <laughs> um, uh, you, you've been great on Instagram. I, I, I'm loving. It. I, 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 I've also recently gotten into Instagram and also don't know what to post on it. So like, I appreciate whoa. you. Thank you. Um, All right. So I think I think that's all we have uh, for the podcast. So uh, thank you to everybody who stuck with us here through through the podcast. I hope you enjoyed the insight into Nicole's game. Um, I should be talking to Jackson at some point in uh, the next week or so. So look out for that. Um, And of course, the final roundtable where we wrap up everything from the season will be coming after the Jackson thing. So uh, thank you for joining us. You can find me on Twitter at Armstrong Taren on Twitch, uh, twitch.tv slash Taren Armstrong and Instagram Taren underscore Armstrong if you want. And um, uh, you know, I check out the circle. It's a cool new show. Been enjoying it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, thank you. And I will see you next time. Hooray. That was fun. <laughs> <laughs>